Hello. Hey, welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you in the world? <laughs> are you okay? Is everyone okay? Because we're not. No, we're not. No, no. we're fine. No, we're okay. Yeah. Mentally, we're not okay. Physically, we're totally fine. I'm just tired. So physically, yeah. I'm not okay. Mentally, I'm, I'm okay, USA. Okay, so I guess physically, I'm okay. Mentally, I'm not okay. Yeah. So we're, it's actually switch around. I'm exhausted. I am crazy. I slept crazy. until 8.30 <laughs> and you had to wake me up. Yeah. And I wanted to just be like, shh, and just roll over. I know you did. I go back to sleep. I know. And I love you. I haven't woken up past like. You're an essential employee, you little essential bastard, you. I have a paper. It says I'm, I'm important, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm important to right now, and then right when everything's fine, I'll go right back to not being important. It's basically like every, it's like Armageddon, right? It's like they just hire just a bunch of like fucking sad sacks off the street to go stop a fucking meteor to hit the earth. It's kind of like what your role is, essentially. Except we don't want you to die. Yeah. You can't die. You're not allowed to. Cool. Just letting you know that now. anyway hi i'll keep a memo and hey when we're done when this is all done when COVID 19 is done we're gonna frame that letter we're gonna be like the time remember that time i was important important. i was considered essential but then on the wall on the wall we'll take down my non-existent high school diploma well it does exist yeah i was just gonna say don't make it sound like you don't have one Actually, you know what's funny? I don't even have my diplomas on me for my schooling. Like, my mom has them, and they're yeah, in the they're... China closet. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I don't actually physically have them. She was just like, oh, no, I'm holding on to them. She doesn't even display them. She puts them in the China closet. They're like face... Hides my failure. <laughs> they're, like, face down in a China closet? That's cool. Yes! I was the only kid in that house that went to college. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyway. Hey, guys. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> to Dead and Bored podcast i'm dead and i'm bored (laughs) (laughs) sorry did you eat something yes set up a lot leftover nachos i had leftover thai food from delivery because during this time it's best to support your local restaurants yeah not chains they're doing okay. fuck those chains no do local restaurants and make sure you tip your uber eats overly seamless, tip them because or they're, seamless person or they're whatever. essential too okay oh yeah they're essential to hey i worked 11 hours i'm tired i'm not cooking <laughs> i love them oh Everyone I've, I've seen so far, I've been like, stay safe. Like, just very serious. And they're like, you too. And then they just run into, like, the mountains. And I'm just like, <laughs> They just drive into the you. sunset. You're like, bye. You're the unsung hero. <laughs> and then roll credits. Because <laughs> honestly, they are an essential person in this whole thing. The interactions now are so much more serious. Yeah. Because, like, this morning when we got, like, the breakfast... <laughs> The guy was like, meet me halfway. And I'm like, all right. So I was already downstairs. And then he was like, here you go. And I'm like, thank you. Have a good one. He's like, stay safe. Yeah. And then he just turned and slowly walked. He was like, <laughs> it's like an action and movie. And I was like, oh my God. All this for a bagel? It's like, is your name John Wick? <laughs> do you imagine like John Wick has nothing else to do? He just starts delivering in the apocalypse. Well, he killed everyone. I know. Well, not everyone. There's We should do John Wick to. movies. We could do that. This is about Scream 3. We're talking about John Wick, guys. <laughs> Sorry, this is our cold open. <laughs> It's terrible. Speaking of cold ovens. But first, I do have to say one thing. Absolutely. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man (gasps) in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Uh, See, I always... (laughs) You do the wrong song every time. (laughs) Because I just want to go... And it's not the... It's not the scream song. It's It's that. But in my head, it's like... No, it's like a bumblebee. (sighs) 
when he puts you down on the, on the ride. Maybe that's I'm having he says, flashbacks. It's like, I got you. And then it's like, that plays while you're going into the, oh, thanks, guys. You know, it's not. It's Optimus Prime, like, in your face, like, thank you for getting the all spark. First of all, I'm just having flashbacks of how much I love Universal Studios. Oh, my God. Florida. Well, by the time, during Halloween Horror Nights, we were like, hey, let's go on the Transformers ride. It's a five-minute wait. We went out, like, three times in a row. It was the best day. Honestly, it was the best. Well, that was after the mummy, and Michael lied to us. Well, yeah. On pot cookies, that was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun for me. But that's a whole different story. We'll talk about that later. All right. Theme parks episode coming eventually. <laughs> but anyway, Scream 3. Cold open. First of all, Scream 3 is a fucking awful movie. All right. The, f- the like first you, one is you're great. You're really jumping into oh, it. F- you know why? Because we had to watch it twice. We, we did. originally recorded we this. We already recorded this. But we fucked up the and audio. Because I'm a fucking idiot. I had the, some of the no. settings messed up. No, no it's, it's not your fault. It definitely is. I mean, not. it is your fault. I'm just trying to make you feel better. It's not working because I know it's my fault. But it was two hours it was a two of hour me episode. just screaming. No, us just yelling <laughs> about how bad this movie was, which was funny. We said a lot of funny shit, but here we are. So. Are we later yeah when i finally have a day off again <laughs> and i took off today because i just wanted to not work from my computer because working from home sucks dick and i just wanted to hang out with you mm-hmm. cotton weary <sighs> all right so the three movies that have come out this is the third one right so i know so, you know this is gonna be a long episode right i know i realize all right. i just want you to know <laughs> the cold open you get a beautiful cotton weary sitting in la traffic like you do like you do. He's on his car phone just yelling about how he's not doing, I guess, reputable art. Yeah. You know, he's just doing all these like side pieces. And you find out that he's the host of a show called 100% Cotton, which <laughs> sounds like a horrible version of. Do you remember the fucking guy, Jerry Springer's like bodyguard, Steve? I never watched. Springer. You never watched. Okay, so Jerry Springer. I never got entangled into the Springer multiverse. So when I used to be homesick or whatever when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like at 11 o'clock, it would be Springer time. It would be Springer time. I always And this is when them. they used to fight each other. Like they would show yeah, them, yeah, yeah. show them fighting yeah. before they, you found out it was fake and everything. Of course. So, I just watched MASH for nine hours you're such an old man do, 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 do. <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> accurate so i watched springer and one of his uh bodyguards is named steve steve was this tall bald headed guy and he just became his own cult following because everyone was like steve steve because he would break up all like the you know trash fucking trash oh, bot fights God. so he had his own show where it was kind of like jerry springer-esque where he would just like one of the episodes would be like men molesting their daughters but he would just get up and just be like why are you molesting your daughter and the guy and be like, I don't know. Like, it was just so stupid. But anyway, cotton, 100% cotton, kind of. How did? <laughs> that was such a it's long a real, walk. real fucking make... episode now, dude. I believe it. Is that you? That's your that's feet? My foot. Okay. Stop. Stop. I just wanted to extend my foot. I felt <laughs> like I needed to. I had to. I needed to touch you. Human contact. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, is that this 100% Cotton just sounds like a real piece of shit show where it's just trash TV. From the little trailer you see, it looks like he's just like, we're going to take down bad drivers in LA. So if you like injured someone, we're going to call you out on TV and make you face justice. It's literally if you... It's like the same shit. Yes, exactly. Exactly the same shit. Was the name as good as 100% Cotton? No, 100% Cotton's perfect. That's quality. The writer's room definitely high-fived and like freeze-framed after that. And fucking jerked off each other because that's such a... Well, that was after the (laughs) freeze-frame. They freeze-frame credits roll. It's in the way that you use it. And then the... (laughs) I just imagined the little high-five. The little stinger is them, you know, cranking down like, I'm so fucking funny. Oh my God. And you know what? They are just in that moment. That's it. But then everything else they did. Hot, steamy, garbage. (laughs) 
ceasefire. So you find out, like, sorry, this is so long-winded, but you find out that he's yep, like... A- this is going to be under two hours, all right? <laughs> Jesus. It's going to be longer than the fucking movie. And he's on the phone with his agent, just yelling about things. And then he gets a call on his cell phone. So he not only does he have a car phone, but he has a cell phone. He's fucking killing it. He's what, killing it. What like, we're he trying to two say. phones. Double phones. That's right, cotton two phones. Fucking Walter White over here. <laughs> yes. So he picks up his cell phone and of course it's this hot, hot woman. You just tell she just sounds attractive. And Cotton is such an egomaniac that he's just like, oh my God, like, hey, you sound like a sexy woman. And the woman totally baits him and was like, oh my God, you really sound like this guy on TV named Cotton Weary. And he's like, guilty as charged. Literally could not stop sucking his own dick when he says that. No, he's definitely like jerking himself. He was like, oh, <laughs> talk about me more. <laughs> And she was just like, oh my god, you sound so awesome. Like, I can't believe I'm talking to Cotton. Like, oh my god. So he gets off the phone with his agent to, you know, talk to the girl because he's a fucking dog. And then you find out that the girl then breaks character and it's fucking... Um, Ghostface. Ghostface. I can't, in the last episode, I kept saying Ghostface Killer over and over again. And I realized Ghostface Killer, Killa, is from the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. <laughs> so just, just a heads up. Like, I'm well aware. I know that. This isn't YouTube. Everyone's not going to call you out immediately. I know, because this is a way more positive medium (laughs) so far. Everyone has been super sweet. (laughs) So the thing that I want to note, though, is that, and this is what (laughs) fucking killed me. I think he first asked, like, hey, where's Sydney? He's just like, how the fuck? I don't know. I don't know where Sydney is. He's like, oh, that's cool. By the way, I'm in your house right now, and I see your girlfriend. You've definitely stepped it up since Maureen Prescott, which, again, for the third fucking movie, they have been making fun of the fact that Sydney Prescott's mother is an uggo. It's fucked up. They it's it so up fucked time. up. They like to go, oh yeah, she was a slut, but she was an ugly one. And it's just so sad. I felt so fucked up for her because it's just like, wow, you can't let this woman die in bees. You have to keep reminding everybody that she wasn't Sharon fucking Stone. And they even play the fucking clip <laughs> Of him going, she's no Sharon Stone. And it's like, guys, oh my God. The actress who played the mom, I'd be like, come on, really? Like, I'm not that bad. Like, am I getting You don't need to two bag me, all right? Like, we're good here. This is a three bag. (laughs) That's how they're acting. Yeah. Fuck. He gets all upset. He's stuck in traffic, hangs up the phone. And my favorite thing is he creates a car accident while- stuck in traffic instead of doing a hard right his gut reaction is to just <laughs> punch it into the car that's half a foot in front of him slams i it. love the woman's like Wah! what are you doing so, so he starts speeding yeah causing all these car accidents driving like a fucking lunatic driving into oncoming traffic just to get home to his lady christine right mm-hmm. nailed it we only watched the movie twice <laughs> and i still don't know everyone's it was fucking christine name. no no it was christine holy shit they cut back to christine she was in the shower she gets out goes into the room drops a towel doesn't fully dry off no, she doesn't fully dry off because she's still wet. And which I don't understand is like, why would you walk into your bedroom where you have a very furry carpet and then not dry your feet? Yeah. Like, you're just, dripping wet, bitch. She didn't even have, like, her clothes, like, set on the bed no. next to her. It was just kind of like, all right, I'm in my room. Do California right. people just do that? Is that what you do, Cali? Cali people, please tweet at me. Uh, dead board pod on Twitter. <laughs> Let you us know. Get out of the shower. Do you just immediately act like a monster, not dry yourself off, and then fucking <laughs> walk into your bedroom with, like, wet stuff everywhere? <laughs> God damn it, California people. Just use the hashtag drippy monster. If you... <laughs> <laughs> please do. Do hashtag drippy monster, please. God damn. She drops the towel. They show that the phone line's been cut. Ooh. Ooh. 
for they show it for really long. You're like, what am I looking at? Tell, I know. Tell, tell. Yeah. And then they make it split so much. It's like, all right, he he, he cut the fucking phone. All right, we get They're it. like five minutes just on this little box that was just show that they cut the lines of. So then you hear a voice and it's Cotton's voice. And she's like, what's going on? I don't want to play these scream games. Which makes me stab games. Sorry, stab games. I'm getting like confused. That's like saying Cindy instead of Sydney. Yeah. Because we watch scary movie. <laughs> yeah, that kind of made me question. Like, I, I think I wrote a note of like sexy stab yeah, games. Sexy times stab mark. games. And I guess he really enjoys the fact of putting on the ghost face outfit and uh, trying to like attack, attack her, her. And then ultimately, like, they just, just rub end, chicken end pieces on each other. And yeah, then that's that. They mash their butts together and start a fire. Ew. <laughs> So she's like, oh my god, Cotton, like, stop it. Like, I don't want to play your sexy stab games. And then you hear, you hear him talk. Like, hey, no, I'm just playing around. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> oh, oh my god, you scared the shit out of me. And then he appears. And then she's like, ah! And then she runs. She falls on the ground she because she didn't dry off. off properly. And then she runs into the, I guess, like, their office or whatever. The study. Or the study. Locks the door. And then you just hear Cotton's voice on the other side. And it's like, oh my god, Christine, hey, like, I love you. What are you doing? Stop. Uh, just kidding. I want to, like, see what your insides look like. Haha. And she's like, oh my god, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cotton's still driving like a madman, like, mm-hmm. causing 75 fucking accidents. Finally yep. gets home. He lives actually in, like, this really Weird nice apartment, apartment building complex yeah. or something. I don't know. He runs up the stairs. His door's open. That's not good. Mm-mm. The one thing I, I think I noted was, like, really nice apartment. Like, it was really big. I was like, this is really pretty. He's making good money off of 100% cotton? Who isn't, right? He comes into the house and 100% cotton's actually on yeah, it's the on. TV. Yeah. So that's what I like about uh, Ghostface is that he's very clever in, in turning things on and being like, it's always like very um, appropriate for what it is. So like, of course, cotton coming home to have cotton be on TV. Well, I, I disagree with that because what? when he was getting Christine's attention, he turned on the radio and Creed started playing. He's like, <sighs> what if I'm a binge? And um, it was like, wow. Let's stop doing that. How much do you think? Like, Creed side died? note. Because they, yeah. they had the poster, like, they had prominent the later poster, on. And that What If song was, like, I think that, that was a song was for Scream 3. their newest song, yeah. Yes. Or they made that for Scream 3. See, I don't know if it was made specifically for Scream 3. Or that 3. was, like, on the soundtrack. Yeah. Remember when movie soundtracks were a big deal? Oh, my God. Holy shit. I miss What's those days. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> Sorry. What's my favorite movie soundtrack? Yeah. Kingpin. It's, I know, it's random, it's... but I, I, first of all, I love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I love all the music that's in that movie that's really funny and i actually uh know all the words so i think like every song that is because that, i because used you... to play the cd all the time that's so funny that's the only cd that i would say like that one actually that one and um rushmore i love the soundtrack to rushmore but it's like all older music yeah you know that's fine. i um, i have very i never days. i never did like a movie soundtrack yeah it's funny never because i feel like well when we were smaller that's when cds came out no, I, know I mean that. we had cassettes but like that's when cds came out yeah. and it was a big deal i know they they were like for soundtrack from the movie Scream 3. No, I take that back. I would say like one of my favorite ones is Guardians of the Galaxy. That's that a really a good soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, that that really would be more recent, I Definitely would say. the most recent. Yeah, that's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Not number two. I don't like number two. We don't talk. Number two is terrible. <sighs> number one, it was just perfect. The Fantastic. whole The whole way through. Absolutely. Agreed. They paired it very well. Other than Guardians, I really can't think of a movie that like heavily focused on their soundtrack like that. No. And I think for like the Scream ones, a lot of it was like really weird like 90s music. Oh yeah. 90s rock. Yeah. Like no name. Nothing Nothing. Nothing crazy. that I can think of that's like, yes, except for <laughs> um, but this one, so it was a heavy influence of Creed. It was Creed and Fuel were the two oh, big that played yes. during the, the movie. Fucking Fuel. 
Yule. I, I forgot know. about them. Goddamn. Ugh, gross. Yeah. So, well, to your point, though, like, I think Ghostface is interesting when he wants maybe, to distract somebody. Maybe the killer just likes Creed. He's like, God, I'm... <laughs> he loves him some Creed. <laughs> cotton comes home. He turns off 100% Cotton, even though he's, like, in love with himself. I'm surprised he didn't just be like... I look good. Well, that was the thing that you were mentioning to me is that one of the fun facts. Fun fact. Fun, yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Pizza fact. Right when he gets into the apartment, he takes his coat off because he's been working out and wanted to show him off. For the he, ladies. He was like, and I want to take my coat off. Look at my fucking tonage, bro. P.S. I'm going to get stabbed in five seconds. But here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like it, he should have wore something tighter. But he did come off set. He was working. Uh, so if he was wearing, like, a tank top, that'd be like, what are you fucking business cash over here? You're yeah. wearing that coat, trying to look nice with your white on white Oh, my God. Outfit. He had a very, it was like a weird, like, linen-y kind of, like, how do I put this? Moment. No, it's like what I imagine disgusting man <laughs> on vacation down south would wear. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like the kind of man that you're just like, uh, I don't know. There's something weird about you that you obviously had a very weird past. Maybe you got away with vehicular manslaughter or something. <laughs> this is so specific. <laughs> you know, it does sound very specific. I don't have examples of it, but my mind's very creative. But I will say it kind of looks like that. Like he's just kind of like, I have a secret to hide, but I'm also going to wear white linen pants Mm -hmm. one thing we were also talking about (laughs) i'm going to just completely ignore that like everyone else that just heard that should listen you all know what i'm talking about all right let's 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 please (laughs) one thing we were also talking about during the second watch of this was who was cotton before the whole maureen prescott stuff exactly what did did he he do? do what was his career what was he like as a youngin Right. Like, what was he? Who was he? Who was Cotton Weary before Maureen Prescott? Because anytime they showed Cotton Weary with Maureen Prescott, which, by the way, like, they always had, like, this weird footage of them together. Yeah. But, like, even on the news, though, I think, like, they just showed, like, Cotton Weary and Maureen Prescott together well, walking he around. Leaked he leaked everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's he true, leaked true, true. The, yeah. the, the, the Billy stuff. He, yeah. He okay. leaked everything because right. i was kind of like how did the news get a copy of like cotton weary <laughs> hanging out with maureen prescott like that's fucking random and strange but anyway yeah. he probably sent everything anonymously or yeah. not anonymously and it was just like hey this shit's happening she's loose am i right am i talking about it right well and um, why would he do that i guess i mean i don't think you mean it like that i think you mean after like she's dead no of course yeah yeah, because it'd be really strange if she was alive and he was linking that to the news. Like, <laughs> hey, by the way, there's a woman in Some loose ladies, Woodsboro, right? California. I'm assuming it has to be California. Woodsboro that really loves to take a couple of dicks down at the Winn Dixie. But it was here only you like, go. That's the thing is like they make such a big deal about it, but it was only like an affair. Like it was kind. They made it and sound like she fucked the whole town, but with, they only talked about two affairs in particular. Which I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, but like I I the, know people that have. Done done a lot we, fucking worse we, so everyone and yeah. everyone listening knows people that have caught way more peeps yes catching a d catching, catching a v catching a whatever you want catching all the stuff daily yeah you know multiple people multiple part multiple time like no like, so like two right. people like I that's know, nothing different time but also not really because no. i'm sure that shit's always been happening sluts have been around for a long Since dawn of time <laughs> sluts have been everywhere all right dinosaurs and sluts go hand in hand they pretty do. sure there were slutty dinosaurs as well 
Wow. Wearing that red lipstick. <laughs> really? Whore red is your favorite? Whore red and those white patent leather pumps on a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex just slutting it up in the valley. All right? That's what we all know, okay? I went to school. You went to school. We all learned the same thing. Yeah, yeah clearly. Public school in New York City, <laughs> they teach you this a lot. Of you learn. I didn't have that fancy Long Island money, all right? I didn't go to school in Long Island. Went to school in fucking Queens. Basically bullshit. All right, anyway. This is the longest cold open ever. That's the cold open. (laughs) But we have a lot of questions about Cotton. That's why. Yeah, so we don't know what Cotton does, but Cotton basically is, you know, now he is like this, everybody loves Cotton. He's like a trash talk show Mm -hmm. host. He's in all these movies or whatever. And all he wanted was fame. That's all he wanted. Was he just some guy that's like, hey, I want to be famous He's probably like a fucking tool salesman or something. Something probably really just like... Generic, nothing crazy. Yeah, Yeah. he probably was like a fucking carpenter or something. I don't know, like, I can't picture what he could possibly be doing. Because in Woodsboro, it was a small town. It's not like they had... He also didn't do anything. Yeah, right. He went to jail for a year. Also, like, I guess after you have gone to jail for murdering and raping, brutally murdering and raping a woman. Allegedly. Allegedly brutally (laughs) murdering a woman. What career could you possibly have after that? You've been, like, like, vindicated. He got got acquitted. He's good. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, after having all this press follow you around, right? How can you go back to being a fucking, you know, stockroom boy down at the Piggly Wiggly? There's no way. Hey. They're essential right now, okay? So don't talk about Piggly Wiggly <laughs> like that. No, I and listen, those are our unsung heroes. Cheers to you, salutes to you, Piggly Wiggly stock boys. But the point is that Go get him, Gerald. <laughs> Mention one kid named That's, Gerald. In the watch, it was like, I just quit. <laughs> But I, I can't imagine why Cotton Weary would just want to be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my life as a stock boy. No, I am in the public. Everyone now loves me because I didn't murder and kill a woman. Like, if anything, I saved the day well, now. Well, that's the thing is he went from I didn't do it to he actually didn't do it. Yeah. To he saved. Cindy Prescott, the daughter. daughter. So it's like, okay, he's not a bad guy. But he's kind of like scummy. Still. He's kind of scummy, but like not. But he's also kind of a weenie at the same time when you see at the end of two. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's like a super, super scummy guy. I just think that he just wants to be loved. And I think he just wants to be like fame. No, no, he definitely wants fame. You know, I he don't think he wants people to unconditionally love him. He, I don't think like Gail Weathers is scummy. Yeah, because she's willing to do anything for money. Cotton Weary is more like, I just want people to fucking like love me and people, suck my dick on everyday basis. People. <laughs> like that's it. He wants to wake up to a blowjob every day. That's what Cotton Weary wants. He wants to wake up to the daily blow. You know, and he did until his wife or girlfriend got girlfriend. killed. You yeah. know, point is in all of this we is could that do just an episode about Cotton. I was Weary. just, I'm like, is this a Cotton Weary episode? Should I just cut this and then just jump into the third one <laughs> after the cold open? Because this, <laughs> this is talking cotton, okay? <laughs> well, it is a hundred percent cotton. I know. Listen, the point is, is that they Cotton don't Weary talk has... about that character enough. And I really wish they took the time to explore more stuff about him because it was interesting. Like, now, after watching that movie for the second time in a week... Ugh, don't recommend it. Which is fucking brutal, by the way. <laughs> I have more questions about it. Cotton was the most interesting character in that whole movie, and he died within the first fucking ten minutes. He did. So, anyway, long story short... This long is story's when still <laughs> long. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> long story short, finally, you know, he's kind of at the door. He sees a stab marks in the door and he's like yelling for his girlfriend's name christine christine can you hear me whatever yeah. he, he finally like gets the door open christine comes out hits him with the fucking golf club 
golf club. And she's screaming like, why are you trying to kill me? He's like, Christina, I don't know what you're talking about. She then hits him with a golf club in the head. He falls down. And then he's like, oh my God, watch out. And of course, Ghostface is behind her and stamps her and then ultimately stamps him mm-hmm. in the face. So that's when you find out then that the voice modulator is, is so much better. It can play other people's voices perfectly. Which is Even when they're angry. <laughs> which you find out later. Honestly, for that technology back then, like now it makes sense with like deep fakes and everything like yeah. that. I feel like it's w- way more it's plausible. More possible. But not back then though. Back then it, it was, was still a- Talk Boy. Fuck out of here. It was Talk Boy 2. Yeah, that's we, the cool We moment. finally hit the title <laughs> screen. After how long? I think, I think it's like 30 minutes. By the way, I'm sorry, y'all. But it's important though, I it's feel like. Talking about God and Mary is important because now we can't talk about him ever again. <laughs> Rest in peace, Cotton. You joined the uh, Tatum Club for uh, people. Justice for Tatum. Justice for Cotton. 100% Cotton. 100% dead. Wow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now, honestly, how the movie is laid out for the remainder of the film is confusing. It's not good, but there are reasons for it not being good. Nev Campbell was shooting two other things. Party of Five and something else. Mm -hmm. And she only had like 20 days to shoot this in between which makes a and lot of sense she also like her time was like precious she had a different hairstyle in the other thing so she had to get the sydney wig put on every day oh, which God. took a while apparently over an hour or some shit over an hour to shove her shitty hair in a I don't, shitty to, wig. i think to make it good because her hair looks fine in this oh yeah it yeah, still yeah. looked like her hair yeah so i mean i guess that's the movie magic if you will <laughs> but one of the reasons I'm blaming the garbageness of this movie on is okay. it wasn't about Sydney. She was in the beginning of the movie and the second half-ish to the end of the movie. And that's it. Yeah. Sydney did not play Sydney did not play a big role at no. all. They focused on everyone else, which was a mistake. Because the other characters are fucking garbage. Well, you get introduced to a lot of characters. Well, I guess the whole premise of Stab 3 is supposed to be the return to Woodsboro. So the idea of the movie is supposed to be looking back to when Maureen Prescott, I guess, was alive, when she died. And then I guess all the events that happened in Scream 1 and 2 and then ultimately, I guess, 3. Yeah. (laughs) Or to wrap it up. They don't explain too much about the movie's premise, but... No. And that there were three different editions of it because they didn't want to have anything leaked online. Yeah, which was also true for this movie. Right. So it's actually kind of funny that this movie is very meta in a way. Um, Without, at least it doesn't have fucking Randy Simeon like, hey guys, this movie is a movie in a movie. <sighs> but he kind of is though. Well, it, I know it is. <laughs> we, don't, we haven't even gotten that far there's, yet. There's so much more to hate. When Cotton Weary dies. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Cotton more when you can. No, when Cotton Weary dies and you have your cold opens done right, you open up into to like what Sydney's been doing. And yeah. Sydney now has a dog named Cherokee, which is a beautiful golden retriever. Which Fantastic pup. Obviously the MVP of, of the, the whole movie. fucking movie besides yeah. the denim king of... <laughs> Fucking Woodsboro, Jean Jacket Dream, Neil Prescott, but we'll get to him in a second. I get you remembered Neil. I don't I did not Neil, remember. First I just call him Papa how, Press. How could you ever forget his name? I did. Well, you're a fucking monster. Thank you. Just saying. She's on a fucking desolate ranch somewhere. In Monterey, pop- I sure. think. I who knows really. Sure, why not? Well, she's in a ranch and she's like walking with her cute dog and she like lives in this really nice fucking house yeah, in the middle got of the mountains. Huge fucking fence, security with like wire on top except for the gate she closes which you could easily hop over if you brought details like- <laughs> a one step step ladder you'd be able to be like whoop and get right up so fucking stupid so making those locks useless but she's in some <laughs> giant house by herself and then you find out she's working well i mean is it like social work or is it like well no she's like a counselor at like a 
was it California or Los Angeles crisis counselor or something like that? Woman's counselor? It, yeah, it's, it's like a woman's, woman's crisis, crisis counselor. counselor. Yeah. And her name is Laura, Laura. from Monterey. Mm. And that's all you know. And she has the most depressing job of like listening to women who talk about getting beat by their boyfriends Just or husbands it. or Just whoever. hard times. She doesn't want to escape the sadness. Yeah, to go to even more sad. She escapes everyone to spare everyone around her in case of more events happen and also like isolate herself just to you know be alone which doesn't make sense because you want to be around people even though the people she was around twice got murdered well i mean i don't know think about if you were sydney prescott if you already had four confirmed kills we're not focusing on the people (laughs) she killed we're focusing on the people that killed everyone she knew well i mean i guess i can like to play devil's advocate i guess i can understand why she wanted to be isolated because every group of friends she has ever had all dies. It cuts to Gail Weathers. At the learning annex. <laughs> I know. I don't even know. She's giving some fucking speech about, some lecture about being, being a, a journalist reporter, or journalist or whatever. Yeah. And how you have to like be backstabby and you're going to have to do some bad shit to get good stuff. And it's like, oh, really? I love when the one guy gets up at the end of her speech and was like, is it worth it? And she's like, hmm. But right when... <laughs> <laughs> so oh, fucking fun. snotty. And then it, right after he said, was it worth it? Immediately some other woman's like, all right, that's it, everyone. Like the moderator like yeah. broke it up. Now, the one thing I only noted for Gail Weathers was new hairdo, and she looked like a spring chicken. <laughs> she had baby bangs that were like so sharp on her face. Oh, my God. Her eyebrows were way too thin. She was way too thin. Like, she's a, she's a thin lady, but she looked overly thin. Yeah. Yeah, she looked too thin. Yeah, she's so pretty, and it just didn't, just did not make her look very pretty. This movie, I feel like this movie just, just made her look rough, rough, very rough. rough. So that's when you meet the McDreamy guy, mm-hmm. Detective Kincaid, Kincaid, and he's just like, "Hey, by the way, I'm." Detective Kincaid, I love that you're, you know, Gail Weathers. But by the way, Cotton Weary's dead. And at Cotton Weary's home, where they found him dead, they, they found also this. found this photo. He's like, do you know who this is? And it happens to be a photo of a young, 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 young Marine Prescott. Prescott. And she's like, oh my God, the murders? What? <laughs> oh my God. So then it cuts to... It cuts to the stab set. Yes, and that's when you see Stab 3. It's, it's in this in Hollywood studios. It's, you literally see the set from the first fucking movie. You also note that there's a lot of heavy security because of Cotton Weary's Stab and that they're closing down production for Stab 3. You then meet all the you other characters the that nobody really that cares aren't or that important. gives a shit about. Like You really only spend time with Parker Posey. Right, who, who plays playing Gail, Gail Weathers. in the movie. And she looks exactly like Gail Weathers from the first movie, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. Like, same outfit. And Literally same outfit. No, it is, it is actually yeah. the same outfit from the first one. And Gail comes in with, like, the lemon drop oh, outfit. Oh, the lemon with, drop dream outfit. Fucking bright yellow blinding, like, oh, God. With a that? red shirt. With a red shirt. Like, a pastel yellow and that baby bird hair. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? With that shitty yellow oh my fucking God. purse. That, that purse has, that's mm. obviously for a recording. Camera. Oh, my God. I was like, what? What? who is dressing this poor lady? I have thoughts about that, but whatever. So thoughts. Dewey comes up after all the characters start like talking about like, oh, you're Sydney. I'm this person. I'm this person. Well, yeah, I guess that's a, a very important part is that Jenny McCarthy is playing Candy, who I guess is supposed to be played as Casey Becker from the first movie. Mm-hmm. They had another guy that was named Ricky that's supposed to play Randy. Randy. They had this new girl that was Sydney Prescott. And you find out that she won a talent search that she beat 50,000 50, other, other girls. People. Yep. 
to be Sidney Prescott. Mm-hmm. And then you see, I don't even know, I Tom, I think his name was in the movie. I think his name was Tom. Yeah, who plays Dewey. And they're all kind of like just bullshitting and talking or whatever. Yeah. And that's when you find out that Dewey actually has been hanging out with Parker Posey's character. Mm-hmm. And he was hired as a technical advisor, which uh, here's, the th- this is this is what I don't understand about him is that, okay, so the first one, he was actually like an actual deputy. The only time he was actually right. a police officer. <laughs> the second time he's been like literally chilling in Woodsboro collecting probably disability or something yeah. like that. Finger guns. Right. He had nerve damage the whole nine yards. He comes to the college to save the day to ultimately get stabbed again. again. The th- third movie he doesn't have the nerve damage no. so it's almost like he got stabbed again Fixed. and it corrected his he just has a lip nerve and that's all damage. he has now okay fine but it's like he wasn't doing anything at home mm-hmm. so they were like well we would love to have you here because you can actually give us detailed About accounts of what shit. happened my favorite part is the leech yeah no he absolutely is. yeah like this, he would be nothing if all this shit didn't happen yes absolutely just like cotton it's like but cotton made himself famous dewey didn't <laughs> you know what i mean like cotton actually achieved some sort of yeah that's, thing, that's very true while dewey was dewey just was a, a nobody in the second fucking one who was scum, just lost pond scum <laughs> you pond scum <laughs> you scum <laughs> He was just lost in the second one, and now he's just using his knowledge of all the the horrible shit that (laughs) happened in the first one to make a fucking movie about it. He's the bottom of the barrel. He's, yeah, literally. He is the scum. So you find out that he's working with Parker Posey's character. Even though she has a bodyguard, he is just there to protect her. I guess they have like a weird friendship. I don't really fucking understand. Yeah, even though Patrick Warburton is the security guard And he's like eight times the size of Dewey. You know, gigantic like he is, but he literally just stand he's just standing there the whole movie so fucking until he dumb. gets murdered so dumb it's like oh, why are you here <laughs> so dumb that's when you kind of also meet john milton who's played by lance henriksen he realizes gail weathers there and he's like oh no close set we got a close set and that's when you find out like gail weathers is actually working with the police but too bad but, yeah he's not there <laughs> So yeah. nobody cares. Well, oh, actually, also, no, no, he is there. No, but, he, he's, but he walked away. He's on the other side of the we set. We also didn't mention that <laughs> Kincaid's with this other cop. Oh, I forgot God. his name. I wrote it on one of the later pages. Yeah. But he's the worst cop in the world. And all he does is just snarky remarks. He was a comic relief. And I looked at you today and I, I said, I remember seeing this in the movie theater. And I remember people laughing at his parts. And I just been like, why? That's it's crazy. Like not even funny. All of the lines he does are just like, you're what? a shitty detective. What was one of my favorite ones? They were like, think that one of us killed Cotton or... The movie's called Stab. Cotton And was he was stabbed. stabbed. <laughs> and it's like, fucking really, guy? He was so New York, it hurts. Oh. I was like, oh, get this New Yorker out of here, you piece of... Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're garbage. You do have a Jay and Silent Bob cameo and a Wes Craven cameo, which is really funny because as they were kicking out Gail Weathers, you see... She cuts right in front of a couture group and Jay yeah. and Bob towards the back of it. And they turn around and they're like, hey, County Chung. <laughs> and she just flips them off. And that's it. But that was actually kind of funny because, you know, she doesn't look Asian at all. Nope. But all right. So now the next thing I put down is Neil Prescott, Denim Dream. I wrote Denim Daddy Returns. So, which was, okay. Honestly, this is probably like my favorite scene other than like (laughs) trying to figure out like Cotton Weary's (laughs) thing. The lifestyle of Cotton Weary. Is that, you know, Neil Prescott is like cooking his daughter a really like good sauteed sort of a meal. And he's saying to her like. So many grocery bags just chilling like, hey. Because obviously she can't be an adult and go outside because she's like agoraphobic. It's not even. That. She's not agoraphobic, but she acts like one. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. she has a reason to be, and she's still not. Yeah. She doesn't take care of herself, bottom line. So daddy's there to, like, 
feed her yeah, a right. home-cooked meal. And she's just, uh, Sydney's more like, why did mom have a different life and like not tell us stuff? And he's just like, why don't you just stop being crazy and come home and I can yeah. take care of you? You're living in the middle of nowhere. Like isolation is obviously like, eating you this up. This is helping nobody. Come home. Come home to your... <laughs> jacket dream of a house we can have so much fun there come home you can work down at the piggly wiggly everything will be good (laughs) and she's just like no i just i want to be a ghost because they can't find me if i'm a ghost well she said (laughs) this is one of the quotes i wrote down psychos can't kill what they can't find oh god is that about you i know i mean it is but it's like it's not about you everything is about sid i wrote how does she afford this place yes how is papa buying it papa has to be fine because it's a lot of land that's not gonna be fucking here's the thing this i think well when we find out at the end of it it's been four years or something from like when the mother died so technically three years yeah right was a senior in high school Mm -hmm. she graduated high school she went to college for what one to two years possibly (laughs) two tops two years maybe she left college obviously she, she didn't graduate ever got fucking murdered <laughs> not a lot of time has passed i can't imagine being a crisis counselor if it's anything that i'm thinking of like what a social worker makes which is literally yeah. fucking peanuts which is even, sad not even that it's a work it's a work from home situation well yeah it's probably that even less like, that seems like it would be more like charity i don't think like, she's probably getting she's, health benefits she's doing are we even like, really discussing this right now? <laughs> listen we're breaking down the hard topics for movies that are very unrealistic <laughs> It's a lot of things that I'm just kind of like scratching my head of like, how can she afford this beautiful place? She can't. I mean... She can't even afford the dog food, all right? For that beautiful Cherokee I know. She needs to get the good stuff, not the garbage stuff. (sighs) No. That dog deserves to eat steak every night. Every night. Every night. Burritos. Burrito. Steak burritos. Steak burritos. (laughs) Anyway, so they kind of have like this little pep talk and that's when she's like still sad and crying and whatever. And then she has that weird dream. She has this weird dream sequence of her mother wearing a flowy Flowy white number. Her hair is in the breeze. It's fucking foggy. And she just walks up to the the window and is like... Yeah, she's kind of like, you're poison just like your mother! And that... So to me, I'm just... I don't understand why... I don't know. Sydney kind of takes it on as like there's something wrong with her yeah but there isn't it's really her mother and they're just trying to kill sydney because of her mother's actions yeah sydney is just like uh, unfortunately just um she just has the name she's just just there (laughs) yeah it's just a bloodline thing it has nothing she's not a shitty person she's just only gonna get killed because her mom was a slut because of what someone else did right she's paying years of fucking punishment for correct but she acts as if like i'm poisoned too it's like not really it's just more like your mom was the slut unfortunately we can't double kill your mother so we're gonna come after you actually no technically well I, yeah thinking about it here so scream one uh-huh. right they kill sydney prescott's mother you'd think it would be done but then no, billy loomis was like i only killed her because she fucked up my family yeah well why would he want to kill her though you know i just thought about that like why well maybe that was part of what you find out in the end well yeah no i understand that part maybe that was like a silent reason why it was like mm-hmm. hey you kill the mom and then you kill the daughter because the daughter had what i couldn't get type deal right which you do you find out towards the end yeah. but i guess in just terms of billy loomis it's like he already killed His the motivation. mom there's nothing yeah, else left i don't know i think it was like kill both of them and that's it i don't know but they're also fucking deranged so it's like yeah. trying to bring logic into i think that's i think that's my problem i'm trying to bring logic to but something also that doesn't make sense killing someone for 
because your fucking dad cheated on your mom. That's, I guess that's one of my points. Killing that is. woman instead of like blaming your your dad. Your dad being like, "Hey, why'd you put it in? What's going on?" I know, and then maybe you should actually, get separated with your mom. But What's actually, going on with your mom. But then maybe also blaming your mother for leaving you too. Yeah, like maybe thinking of it that way of like, why don't you be mad at your mom? Because your mom left you. Yes, like what happened is all fucked up, but obviously their marriage yeah. wasn't strong to begin with. It, it seemed not. So, because I don't know. Papa went and did Maureen, and then mom just bailed. So it's like when you think about it, like when you try to dissect it more and more and more, it's actually not that good at all. It's actually a really kind of shitty story. Well, yeah, but it's horror movies. Horror movies are never airtight. No, they really aren't. Very rarely are Unless they. Unless they're, they're like a one-off. Something like a third movie where you dig back into the past again. It's like that always brings up shit that'll fuck up the timeline. And you know? I think that's what... Because it was solid. If you just did one and two... Yes. It's solid timeline. Everything checks out. There's reasoning, kind of, for one of the yeah. killer in each movie. Mm-hmm. You have Loomis and Mama Loomis. Right. So, like, that makes sense. When you add fucking Killer 3, who was the originator, which was... Then it gets a little dicey. And I think that's what it is. I feel like by adding this movie, it actually tarnishes the yes. first movie. Because you dig back into the timeline that was solid. Right. And now you're Everything adding all these sense. little things in yeah. that, while they do show a good line of being connected, they just don't make any no. sense in like, terms of reasoning. Most of them line up. But there's still a few that are like, eh, I don't know about that. So I think the moral of the story is this is the worst one, I think, out of the whole set. <laughs> and it actually destroys a really good first fucking movie. Because well, even no, the second one, you know what? I take it back. Like, as much as it is a snooze, the second one. The second one is definitely weak. But it's still, I appreciate it, it still keeps all the ropes tied off. Yes. Everything is good. All the time. The timeline's fine. Yes. It doesn't fuck with anything. This just adds way too much stuff. And they're like, well, you could do this. And then this. And then this. And then this. And when you put too much shit on the wall, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of what it boils down to. So, with that said, the next scene kind of breaks back to, like, the cast of Stab, Jenny McCarthy's ultimate death, which, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on because she was kind of she didn't really add too much into it other than you know being like so, hey I'm 35 I'm tired of playing a 21 year old yeah. I don't want to die naked Ugh. she gets killed yeah, nobody no, really gives a fuck about her it. but also it was funny because she gets punched in the face and then she flies through a window and then gets stabbed I thought that was Which, yeah her, her kill scene was hilarious but like and the most eh. acting was done by her cleavage yeah she did not look good in that movie she either. She's very know. pretty. I don't know. Maybe this was like just like a very weird year for every everybody everyone, in the cast. Everyone was having a time. Dewey looked like shit. I, Sydney Sydney looked okay. Sydney looked fine. She no, was probably she, the only person that looked okay. She was working. She was working two other yeah. fucking gigs. So the other ones. She's doing all right. They looked a little fucking rough. So past that, you now have like Gail and Dewey sitting together and you find out a little bit more about what, what happened. happened after two. Because, because two, two, they, they were together. together. Yeah. yeah. So after, um, it sounded like Gail was with Dewey in Woodsboro for about a year. Yeah. And then and she so left for 60 minutes too. Two. Because <laughs> she was like, Diane fucking Sawyer's. <laughs> So she waited until he got better and then yeah. was like, all right. I gotta go. Gotta get a gig. Bye. Bye. Then you because fi- he didn't want to leave Woodsboro. Right. But then you find out but now then, he's employed course, as a gopher for fucking Parker Posey's yeah, character. Working under Parker Pose. And, um, you know, now they're like, who's the next character to die? Because apparently how all the kills that have been happening are the ones that are actually have been killed in the movie. And that's when you find out that there are three separate scripts. Mm-hmm. So there's three different possibilities, possibilities of who's going to die. Yeah. Right. And you also find out that Dewey lives in a trailer in Parker Pose's backyard. 
Yes. Which is great. Because he's just continuing his leech lifestyle. Now, you cut back to the stab set and you find out a little bit more information about Roman, who is the director of the Stab 3 movie. And you find out that he initially didn't want to do this movie. He mm-hmm. wanted to do like his own love story, but the studio said, nope, we can't do it. You have you to do a harm movie first. He said, okay, cool, fine. But now everyone on his set is dying. The police come in and they want to question him because during Jenny McCarthy's death, apparently he was the last person to speak with her because ultimately I know like we glossed over Jenny McCarthy's death but when she got killed she was actually talking to Roman on the phone and then Roman's voice switched to the ghost face so you're like oh my god it wasn't Roman after all he is very adamant like I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about never even talked to her like what what's up but they still take him away and that's when you find out that stab three is completely closed and is no longer going to be um a thing a thing so oops sorry they still want to keep everybody protected because the killer is still on the loose so you know now it's like very heightened like everyone needs to like stick together together (laughs) so you know what they do not that not that you find out that Roman his birthday is coming because yep. he has a very big emphasis of saying I'm almost 30 soon and I don't have like you know a major no. motion picture in my belt and like I'm fucking awful right now whatever it's a big emphasis on that so hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cuts to Parker Posey's house they're doing like a post rap party or whatever because yeah. now that the movie is done so it's just all the characters actually it's only a couple of characters it's not everybody yeah it's only a few it's just uh, Tom who plays Dewey Parker Posey do actual Dewey Patrick Warbutton who is the security guard the girl that's playing Sydney Angelina, Angelina. that was her name that's the one Angelina yeah I have a note down here that she's useless yes Gail Weathers happens to be outside she's creeping outside so well, they're talking it's like okay Patrick Warbutton finds her brings into the house you find out a little bit more information from gail where she tells dewey like oh by the way every time the killer kills they keep finding these pictures of maureen prescott and then dewey makes the connection of wow that picture of maureen prescott looks very familiar because it's actually in the same location that parker posey's character was in that like took a picture or yeah. took a picture or whatever they were for, like a film just still. looking at like three minutes ago yes so you find out oh my god it's the same place holy shit she actually was an actress or yeah. she worked on, she the, on set the set of sunrise reason set i think it's like sunrise studios so that's when now oh my god and now all hell breaks oh my god (laughs) well i wrote the uh the door flies open like someone double jump kicked it because they're just standing there and this goes just well, open. all the characters leave, and everyone disappears. Well, that's well. Actually, even before the door goes open, all the characters leave, and it's just Dewey and Gail being like, "Oh my god, now we got to go talk to the police," and that's when they can't find anybody. And then the door opens, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I don't even know what the fuck's going on." Yeah, like none of it makes any sense. Patrick Warbutton's character gets stabbed yeah, brutally like, in a trailer. He's like dicking around Dewey's in Dewey's trailer, trailer. stealing taking, change. Taking- change he's taking like pennies and quarters and change which that's when he gets a call from do uh, supposedly dewey who and dewey says like hey we're gonna be going to the police or whatever so uh, i want you to stay inside and watch jennifer while i you know while we go and mm. you know talk to detective kincaid he makes some weird remark i guess insinuating that he doesn't want to get stabbed like dewey's sister which i thought was yeah, really fucking weird super weird fucked up and i was like okay and then he steals his change but then ultimately gets stabbed by the stabbed, killer so it's fine my only point with that one is is that how is a killer on the phone also using the voice modulator also being in the fucking tin can of a fucking trailer he can't be like i'm really quiet hey i'm super i'm super close to me it doesn't make sense hey hey what are you what are you saying i can't hear you through the phone and you're like hey i'm it doesn't work yeah and they do it so much in this movie too like i'm three feet away from you and you can't hear me talking arms flailing because you can't see my arms flailing right now kermit 
arm. So they see Patrick Warburton stumble up, stabbed, dead. Arrow gets cut. Oh no. Run out to the back pool area. But then a phone starts ringing and they're all like, oh my god, my phone. That's not my phone. And then Parker is like, oh my god, it's the fucking fax machine that's still on even though the power's off. That's what I didn't understand. That makes no sense. So then they're, <laughs> this is probably one of the dumbest scenes in the movie. So the killer is sending a little bits of script at the same time. And each one is, oh my god, they're all huddled around in the darkness looking at the fax machine. And it's literally saying what's happening right now. So they keep running back and forth like idiots, grabbing a piece of script, reading it out loud, and then running, running back outside. outside. They get another one, and the guy that's fucking Dewey, Tom, Tom runs inside and is like, oh, I can't read the last line, even though it's... He's weird. a foot away from the door. Like, why wouldn't you go outside when there's a full fucking moon outside and so much light to so be able it, to read it? <laughs> so it says like, oh, the next person to die is... And then it's underneath it's like dot, dot, dot. And he's like, I can't read it. So he runs into the next room. That's even darker. That's, that is, yeah, even darker than the room he was just in where the fax machine was still working. And there's a lighter just sitting there. And he lights the lighter and it's like, oh, the person that smells the gas. And then it just fucking the whole super nice mansion action movie explodes. Yeah. Like, huge explosion. Huge. How much gas was in the house? Well, okay, so here's my here my, my two cents. First of all, the fucking script thing, that is just too much effort for the killer. First of all, how is the killer finding a fax machine while he's running around stabbing people? Does that mean is he going next door being like, hey, by the way, can I use your fax machine and a cup of sugar? Or does he to, like, like fucking... did he go to like a Kinko's and pay the guy like, hey, at this time, send it. I send wish... these pages in order, rapid fire, okay? Here's an extra 20. Thank you. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I. That's the only thing that makes fucking sense because there's no way you have a portable fax machine on you. Maybe he had one in his you. car. Oh my God. That just, that's just the funniest scene that I wish they showed. Yeah. Was the killer... In the full outfit, just feeding faxes through like, a little oh, thing. God damn it. Casey like, error load. God just, damn it. What the hell does that mean? That's one. Two, now throughout the course of the movie or the time that they're in this house, they're all smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me, you're telling me that the fucking, they're all smoking cigarettes. They're all using their lighters. Mm-hmm. It's all that shit. But this one time fucking lights the whole house and like Rambo style. Yeah. Fucking shards of like just, just fiery death huge everywhere. Explosion! It, like it got fucking airstriked. I think they had enough money in the budget to make like one big explosion, just to make it like, oh, this is gonna be like a Hollywood movie. This is the time to do it. And I think that's what they probably went with. They probably were like, let's go extra crazy for this one because people will never see it coming. Ooh, it was so obnoxious. It was dumb. It was not fitting in this movie. Anyway, everyone kind of gets scattered, with the exception of Tom, because he just you know yeah. tried to get melted well, inside he, the house. He definitely got scattered because he fucking exploded. <laughs> Pieces of him are flying still. Everywhere through Hollywood. They like, all like roll down a cliff. Yeah. So he's higher on the cliff and he's like, Gail. And then you hear both of them yell. For Dewey. Yeah. But he ultimately goes, he for, goes Gail for Gail Weathers, Gail, his wife. Gail. She is somehow on she's street level. At the street and he's still like halfway <laughs> up the fucking mountain. And then Ghostface pops out behind a van and is about to attack Gail. And he winds up like lighting his ass he up. shoots him and hits him. He yeah. fucking hits him. Like six times. Six times. Dr. Loomis style. <laughs> fucking rolls underneath the van and just disappears. It's a very weird alleyway yeah, and like, road. No, how would you not see anyone Where run away? Where the fuck are you going to go? Like, there's nowhere to run. It, and all behind him was all privacy fences yeah. that were like at least Huge eight feet tall. That you couldn't step over with a one-step step stool. Exactly. So... Where the fuck did he go? I don't know. And he's wearing all black, and it was pretty well lit down yeah, there. Yeah, you fucking see him. But also... <sighs> it's movie logic, I to know. More, more movie logic coming at you. Dewey's final shot, he just fucking shoots himself down the hill. Oh, he yeah. Just like, he's like... He's like... <laughs> 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 he <just fucking laughs> flips down the hill. It's like, what are you doing? You I were just... a cop for eight minutes. 
I don't know. I don't even understand. Fucking Parker Posey's character comes up and is like, oh, fuck you, Dewey. And this is what I'm paying you for. And you're going to fuck around with this bitch and yep. I'm you're protecting me so then she hits him, him and then Gail Weathers Gail hits, hits her Parker. and then you find Angelina Angelina who was like, like 20 miles away yeah. she like she stumbles like, out she like flew up like a feather it was just like whoosh. well she was literally 110 pounds soaking wet soaking wet yeah and she's just like well are we safe and they're all looking at her like where'd you come from <laughs> like first of all weren't you guys all together like why are you side-eyeing her like that doesn't make any sense the killer didn't run back up the hill and then walk back down as Angelina yeah, it's so dumb. Anyway, so the next scene now breaks into Dewey and Gail at the police station with Officer or Detective Kincaid, and they're desperately calling Sid to. Well, because they find uh, oh, the other picture, and on the back the of it, thing. the back it says, of it, it says, I, I killed, killed her. her. Yes. So it's like, everyone's like, oh my God. Another Maureen Prescott number. <laughs> so now Kincaid's like, Sydney, we need Sydney to get answers. Yes. Like, we need to know what happened to Maureen, what happened, yes. why, who. And when Sydney comes in, this is her first time really being in, in the, the movie, movie, other than seeing her like the few times in at the be- her house. Very beginning, yeah. Those stupid fucking dreams. And you notice that she's wearing Jerry O'Connell's necklace from number two, Trinic which Greek letters. You could tell that she's been a little bit more depressed than usual. Mm-hmm. You know, but she didn't have that. You see that necklace prominent the rest of the movie. Yes, and you're like Ooh. because she still has to live with the idea that she, she basically did not believe her boyfriend, and then he gets murdered, him. and then he said, "I never would have hurt you." Oh, <laughs> oh, sucks to be you. Oh boy, so. But- the precinct, before Sydney shows up, they're like, hey, you need to get her down. No matter what, I don't care. I'll beat you up, you dummy. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, terrible cop says, last night, you were almost charcoal. Exact quote. And then Dewey's like, I guess I'll call her. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes downstairs to call her. And then and he turns around and she up. just fucking walks there. She's just like, hey, I got your seven messages. I'm here now. Like, how did, she, how, did she, how, did, how did she know exactly where they are? Exactly. I don't know. Listen, listen, you're hung up on that. I'm hung up on everything else. I'm hung up on this movie. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. This is whatever. <laughs> this is where it kind of gets a little dicey. Right? Kind of. Yeah, this is where it gets really <laughs> The dicey. intro of this movie is when this gets dicey. <laughs> <laughs> the intro of this movie actually could have been a lot more interesting had they kept Cotton alive, all right? That's, the whole movie's just Cotton. Just, I just want to know more about Cotton's backstory. She's like, hey, everybody, I'm Sydney. Look at me. I have four confirmed kills. I'm living my best life in the mountains in isolation with my sweet pup, Cherokee. And my name's Laura, by the way, but don't tell anybody that. She says to Kincaid, I really, really would love to see where all this is happening. Like, take me to the movies. And so they wind up taking her to the Sunrise Studios where they run into Martha who is played by Heather Meza, Reza, Reza, Rezo, or whatever. I can't ever say her name properly. The girl from Welcome to the Dollhouse. And she is Randy Meeks's, which I didn't realize that was his last name. I didn't even know he had a fucking last name. I, they say it once in oh, okay. one of the earlier movies. They say Meeks. I don't remember where. Okay, so Randy Meeks's sister, mm-hmm. Martha. Martha. Which I love. Martha! <laughs> when Sydney looks at Gail... Because Gail's like, if that is Dewey's ex-lover, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, my God. And she's like, no, that's Randy's sister. Can't you tell? Like, they look alike. And I'm like, no, they don't. (laughs) They look nothing alike, Beach. But okay, fine. (laughs) So 
that's when you find out Martha's sole purpose, she's 17 years old, somehow gets into the movie studio after being on a severe lockdown to be like, hey, I have this VHS tape I found in Randy's jerk off drawer and I figured you might need to see it. And so they go into this trailer that so happens to have a VHS player because mm. I guess they, you know, run rampant over there. And they watch Randy's last video where he talks about the final fucking trilogy rules. And Randy is supposed to look like he is still in college, even yeah. though he looks a little bit older. He looks a, a little, little bit weathered. Not in college. No. So do we okay. have... I have, the, I have the, the rules. The rules for a horror film trilogy. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Okay. That's enough for that. <laughs> the killer must be superhuman. Mere stabbing or shooting will not be enough to kill the killer. <gasps> Two. Anyone can die, including the main character. Including you, Sid. (laughs) Fucking so stupid. I know, I hate it so much. (laughs) The past will come back to haunt someone. Interesting. Yeah, so it's also known as the reason of, hey, let's dig up old bullshit and ruin the timeline. Great job, guys. And then the the fourth bonus rule was said by Kincaid a little bit later on. He said all bets are off, which means literally nothing. Yeah. Basically means anything can happen. The fucking killer could be an alien from outer space, and it would make the most possible fucking Honestly, sense. I would see that movie. <sighs> the killer was like a green man alien face. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, those Argon flipsters. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so after this, Martha leaves. She just walks away. She's 17 years old by herself in California. But also, like how, LA, Hollywood. She was in that trailer. How the fuck did she know they were going to walk by? Exactly. She just walks out and walks into so, Sydney. Sydney? She just walks into them and <laughs> fuck you. she's like, Martha? I can't. Dude, I can't. She was as surprised as Batman when they said Martha. Martha! Martha! Sorry. It doesn't make any fucking sense and it's, it makes me... I'm getting visibly upset right so now. so stupid. I'm so mad right now. It's not like someone <laughs> sent you... Like, maybe if Dewey got it. Yeah. Like, a telegram for... Martha. No. <laughs> <laughs> telegram, telegram for... Telegram for Mr. Sunday Prescott. Telegram for Dewey Doofus. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Sid, I got a, I got a VHS tape from dead Randy. <laughs> Hi, stop. <laughs> Hello, stop. <laughs> ducks wear pants. Stop. stop. <laughs> I don't know why ducks wear pants, but it just makes me laugh. I don't then. know why either. Every time. Uh, but that would make more sense than them just magically running into her on set oh, even yeah. though everything is shut down because of actual mm-hmm. people getting murdered yeah doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense it's really fucking stupid and then I she can't. just walks off into the sunset a child Would yeah she take the bus home fucking that's, walk that's she's what i'm fucking, saying she's gonna hoof it i said i don't understand like i just don't get it fine but whatever shoelace express over here what the fuck <laughs> so she fucking disbands and then if gail is like i'm gonna find out where these marine prescott photos are and she heads down to an area where you need clearance and then parker posey's character comes up and was like hey listen i'm only gonna hang out with you because technically, Gail Weathers is supposed to die in the script next. So if I'm with you and the killer comes, the killer will kill you and let me go. And Gail Weathers is like, oh, whatever, I don't give a fuck, fine. So that's when they partnered up to be the shitty show of the Gale, the Gales, the I guess. Gales. <laughs> two Gale, Gales. The Gale Force? The Gale Force. Oh my ah! god. If they become like SWAT, it'd be the Gale Force. <laughs> shitty NBC comedy that only comes on at Friday. At Fr- oh my god. No, like 9.30. It's, it starts like... <laughs> It starts Monday night, 8 uh. o'clock, prime time, you know, like fucking showtime. Actually, no, go. it ends up on Saturday and No, nights. and then it gets pushed to Friday because it's dead in the water. And then they're like, oh, we already shot it. Well Let's just completed. let it run out and then we'll finish it on a one marathon. Yep. We'll air it once, Saturday night, and then we'll never air it again. So basically, it's a little... It's uh, Harper's Island. It's Harper's Island. <laughs> which... 
Coming if you soon. don't know what that is, oh, you're in for a fucking you're treat, for a babe. Fucking treat. Treats. The show was so bad. Holy shit. I can't wait to talk about it. But <laughs> you find out like, they go downstairs into like this archives because apparently next to the Stab 3 studio or, right, right across or soundstage the- is the archive stage or the archive hole or whatever. And you meet Carrie Fisher down Same there. Face. Who is not Carrie Fisher. I forgot her name. I don't it was, remember it was like something brunette or something yeah. very weird. And Bernadette or something like that. Yeah. Gail Weathers gives her 50 bucks to be like, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about these Marine Prescott photos? And she's just like, I work for the president of the studio, Hunty. And wow. Okay. <laughs> and then Parker Pose is like, $50? Really, idiot? What are you, a Woodsboro <laughs> High School <And> reporter? <laughs> <laughs> she just fucking rips her ring off and throws it down. It's like, ah, two grand. This worth $2,000, motherfucker, even though my house just exploded. I know. You would think that she would need that for she like, would need, you know, I don't know, fast something. cash, but whatever. And sure, must be really great in California so I'm going to say or is it like an act of God maybe they'll call it or do you not get stuff if it's an act of God I, I don't think I don't would, know actually. how insurance works but alright whatever anyway so that's when Carrie Fisher was like oh, alright I'll do it off this $2,000 ring now this is what I don't understand so Carrie Fisher is just like I'm in literally a room a room full of records and all kinds of shit but she remembers she has one little filing cabinet a sole filing cabinet that is away from everything else that she like these are all the actors that are like no name people i'm sorry but hollywood's pretty big right well we can agree to that we can definitely agree with that now i feel like the people that are actually famous like super fucking famous are i would say maybe one one to five percent let's just say the 95 percent of other people are like no name actors (laughs) like there would be so many people that you would have to like go through so so, many things so many you know because one extra or one person that may have said like three lines in one movie would be in this filing cabinet right that's fucking that's the only thing that makes sense to me but she's like no i you know what i know exactly who you're talking about because i know everybody that's in this filing cabinet and you're looking for rena reynolds like she fucking knew our name like bam that's what it is and they're just like stay Name. Now, none of the photos, I believe, were leaked to, like, uh, newscasters or anything like that. I no, don't think so. I don't think so. They had to be acquired from that. Yes. So it's like... Obviously, someone has access. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, weird, right? So that's when you find out her name is Rena Reynolds. And that is... Uh, that's why they couldn't find her as Maureen Prescott. Or I forgot there was another name. Uh, not Rena Reynolds. Oh, was... before... I don't remember. Yeah, I forgot what her her name was, her maiden name, but it wasn't Reynolds, though. So, bam, you find out that she was also in three shitty horror movies that happened to be produced by John Milton, who is the person that is actually producing the movie Stab 3. Actually, all the stabs. All the stabs. The two gals are like, oh, man. Oh, my God, we're going. We cracked the fucking case. We're going to go hunt down this John Milton character and say what the fuck is up so it cuts from them and then now you see sydney is like after she's met with martha she's in the bathroom and then she meets angelina who is the girl that was going to play sydney prescott they have a very brief interaction where you kind of think that angelina is a little bit weird because she was hiding because she was stealing stuff from From the set set because they shut down the movie so this was her only movie role ever so she was just like all right might as well just steal everything souvenir and of course it was the ghost face mask so yeah. you're like, ooh, anyone's the killer. But it's like, <laughs> not really. Whatever. So that happens. No one got attacked by a stick figure. No. No, no, no. She finds the Woodsboro set. Because yes. Angelina drops a brush and just leaves. Yes. And then she's like, oh, you feel your brush, Demi? 
And then so she wants to go to the follow Woodsboro her. Set, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, it's like her house, but not. Yeah, it's Schumacher's house. It's the whole set of Woodsboro for the two houses. And they literally look exactly, exactly the, same, the same, which is crazy. Which is like, they go by where Tatum got killed. Yeah. And the, you see the fridge is open. The news the van. The entire everything. thing is the fucking same. And she's just like, oh. Which, down. I mean, if you want to, like, break it down as, like, being realistic, like, that is really creepy to be like, hey, this is what I That's lived. so realistic. And then, like, holy shit. Now, she ventures off into the house. She goes into her bedroom where it kind of looks like her bedroom, but not quite the same. Instead of the Indigo Girls poster, there's a Creed, Creed. poster. Because Creed is heavily fucking just jammed down your throat throughout the course of this movie. The door closes behind her in her bedroom door, but she's kind of, like, fantasizing about when Billy would come into her window and ultimately try to basically have sex with her and she would like go now you want to page it there time like, no, no, <laughs> like shut the fuck up so then that happens the door closes she's like oh no what's going on and then Ghostface uh, outside on yeah. outside and then attacks her from the window and then ultimately they crash through the craft services oh table the cheetos are like everywhere i actually had to pause it so this is actually really funny so at first when we we're watching it like it didn't dawn on me but the second time watching it i see cheetos are all over the floor and it looks i swear to god it looked like syringes and i'm like why the fuck would there be syringes at this goddamn hollywood craft party. table hollywood. so hollywood craft table party so now i'm like oh my god so then i had to rewind it and rewatch it and it was actually sweet tarts smarties <laughs> oh it was actually smarties and it was so like i felt like such a fucking idiot well, <laughs> so i was like why wouldn't there be syringes that doesn't make sense what's more confusing is there was like a giant, huge bowl of just like cheese puffs yeah and then right next to it is a bowl of fucking smarties who was like jamming on smarties Not, i know the only time i eat smarties is when i got them trick-or-treating i know i would never i never actively seek smarties well, I guess somebody in one of like one of the actors, writers, maybe said something like, Hey I fucked me up Smarties. Give me make sure there's always Smarties on set. After I finish my line, I just he just opens one and just a whole sleeve of them right in his mouth at once. Wouldn't you do that? That's why I could that's never be way, in Hollywood. That's the only way to eat them. In my writer it'd be like I was gonna say what yellow M and M's. Peanut M and M's, yellow peanut M Ms. I was just gonna say what would be on your writer? Yellow peanut M and M's? It would be yellow peanut M and M's. Energy, vitamin water. It would be also like bottles of water. Mm-hmm. Some days it might be Poland Springs. Some days it might be um, liquid death or box water or mm. whatever. I feel like I would also want my, um, string cheese sticks. I feel like I would also string want that. Cheese. Yes. If I'm thinking like food and stuff. This is a long list. First of all, I could get longer. Okay. So don't try me. Smart oh. pop popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just naming the snacks we have now? maybe essentially <laughs> do you want to play the rules of like top three things let's well, so three then it would be yellow yellow peanut m&ms just the yellow ones i don't want any other color just give me a yellow mm-hmm. yellow vitamin energy vitamin water and then i guess bottles of water bottles like, of water well, yeah okay. i would have two drinks and chocolate i would do a any available alkaline water mm. a local Soda. A local soda. Local soda. Ex- explain your local so, soda. Some places have their own soda. Mm-hmm. If not, just get a fucking soda. Like, if there's a place that, like, makes their own fucking soda, fuck yes. That. I want a fucking jug <laughs> of that shit. In Every my, day? Yeah, trailer. Okay. I just want to be like, hey, let me fuck up some soda. Terrible idea. I'm going to pee my pants. On set. <laughs> and then, last, I think, hmm, sour cream and onion ruffles. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like some sour cream boys. Just, a, just some salty boys. To wash down the jug of sugar. 
<laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. All right. So. <laughs> let us know what's in your writer. <laughs> yeah, let us know what's in your writer. <laughs> Very curious. What would everyone have? But yeah, I, I like my P and M and F. Ghostface versus yeah, it's Sydney like chase scene, scene action. But Ugh. before we jump into that, yeah. which we we're kind of going to brush over, right after they fall into the first craft services table, there's one right after that. <laughs> Sydney gets up, starts yeah. running, stops, and you just fucking whacks Wails. the bowl of Lay's or whatever it yeah. is, and just chips. She For just no fucking reason. like punches that bowl in the face. She's like, "Fuck you, Lay's," <laughs> and then just starts running again. It's like it doesn't even go near him or no. hit him or stop him. Whatever. I'm surprised he's like, "Really? That wasn't necessary." Uh, that would have been amazing. He's like, "Oh, I wanted those." <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> but then there's like a little action scene yeah. running, and then it like cuts. So she runs into Maureen's room. Mama's room, where apparently the crime scene happened. So that's what I don't understand. No. Because according to the first one, her body was like strung up in the middle of town square, unless that was supposed to be like a figure of speech or something. No, or they killed her and put her body up. But that doesn't, because they never really say that she was killed in her room or unless they do and we didn't miss it. You know, that, that is a possibility because now I'm thinking about it more. I think back towards the first movie, Gail Weathers says something like, you said you saw Cotton Weary's coat in your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's like, sense. you saw Cotton Weary's coat. And then she, she's like, you saw it. And she's like, yeah, I saw Cotton Weary's coat. And Gail was like, no, you saw a coat, not Cotton's coat. Maybe she got murdered in her house. But then they also made it sound like she was like murdered. And then her body was strung up in fucking the middle of yeah, the, middle the square. Of and everyone hit her like a fucking pinata. So I don't really know what exactly how she died. But in this movie, it's showing that she was killed in her home. Yeah. Blood was everywhere. Unless it was just like a movie representation of everything. Yeah, because, I mean, the but father, like, where the fuck do... was the father? I, you know, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot There's, of things that just didn't make that's, sense. That's another one of the digging into the past things where it's like, you're fucking the timeline up. Right. Why I stop? But she's over-emotional, obviously, because, you know, it's like her mother's bedroom, or her parents' bedroom, her mother's dead, whatever. And then Ghostface was actually lying underneath, like, this, like, body bag thing, and mm. then gets up, and he has, like, the body thing over him, like, come here, Sydney, I love you, and, like, the mother's voice. So you don't really know if it's, like, in her head because yeah. she's also been like hallucinating her mom. Yeah, because they and... do it a few times where it's like, it's obviously not him because how would he be there? How would he be doing this? But yeah. then later on he does it and it's like, what the fuck? I know, this is it so just stupid. doesn't make sense. So unnecessary. But ultimately she just jumps out of a fucking window. <laughs> and then lands and then Lands then, on some astroturf. <laughs> then all the cops show up finally. Because they realize she's been in uh, taking a shit for way too long in that bathroom. <laughs> she's like, God, it's taking a long shit. So they come out and the killer, of course, is gone. And then she gets whisked away to the police station. And that's when Dewey and the two gales decide to go confront John Milton. Mm-hmm. It cuts to John Milton's office. He's talking to Roman. Roman's like, listen, I have no fucking career now because like my movie is done. Everyone's dying in the set. Nobody wants to work with me, blah, 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 blah. John Milton's like, that's great though. It's like offers some mystique about you. And then you hear like a knock at the door and that's when it's the two shitty gales and fucking Dewey. They come in. They just walk right they in. They walk right in and- There's um, no secretary like stopping them. It's yeah. a big head of a fucking movie no, place. why like, would no. you do that nope. and then that's when parker posey says like hey or it's either gail weathers or parker posey is like how do you know rena reynolds so that's when roman excuses himself and is like well i obviously am not wanted here 
by the way, it's my birthday. And they're all like, hey, happy birthday. <laughs> and then he goes to John's house where I guess presumably there's going to be a party. party yeah. Okay. So you find out a little bit more information that John Milton actually knew who Rena Reynolds was, totally aware of her, totally aware of her murder, all that good stuff. Well, Profited off of her murder as well. Heavily. And uh, was totally okay with that. And then never, he never wanted to make it um, known that he knew her because he didn't want to be a suspect. So everyone's like, oh, you're a fucking piece of shit. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to expose you. You're an asshole. We hate you. Whatever. And he's just like, listen, it's Hollywood, okay? When Rena came here, it was the 70s. It was a different time. A lot of girls just, you know, got fucked by all these producers because they wanted to be in all these movies. And she knew what she signed up for. The only way to get movies was to play the game. And playing the game was apparently going in these mansions with sex movie theaters. And then just getting fucked by fat, disgusting men. (laughs) Smoking cigars and doing God knows what. But Rena was aware of this. She knew the game. And he doesn't feel bad about it. And they were like, wow, you're fucking disgusting pig and he was like listen it's hollywood that was the 70s it's not the case now which i found really which funny hilarious because the weinstein company actually produced this movie yeah, the weinsteins were heavily <sighs> involved with, with the all making screams. of all the screen movies. well actually i think all miramax pictures yeah. which was all like kevin smith stuff too yeah. which is really fucking crazy so that's great i imagine that when they <laughs> When they showed this script, they were just like, ha, that's going out. Hilarious. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No. So it's, it is very not, I don't want to say funny because it's not funny, like that whole thing, but just really ironic yeah, <laughs> that that know. was in there. It's crazy that this actually like went through. And that nobody was listening. Because I mean, I'm sure everyone had to be like, well, we all know what yeah, seriously. Harvey does on his downtime. But whatever. Tee-hee. Mm. Like, fuck that. Now it cuts to the police station where you find out a little bit more about, you know, Sydney is kind of like flirting with oh, Detective They were Kincaid like instantly flirting with each other. Because they're both like, they're just so dark mm. and emo. <laughs> I, I Surrounded by death. Uh. <laughs> What's, what was that? Uh, what's your favorite scary movie? My, my life. life. And then she's like, Mine too. Mm, me too. Like, fuck oh, you. Oh my God. Pretty much Kincaid's like, hey, I'm going to go do stuff. You just sit here in my office. Yeah, forever. you don't really know what he does. So it's kind of like makes it a little suspicious. Yeah. Because you're like, what the fuck are you, you're not doing anything, like, but you're leaving her here. I mean, she was safe technically because she's in a fucking police station yeah, with a bunch of cops. eating pizza. Yeah, literally eating. I wanted to know more about the pizzas. That's you can tell where my priorities lied in this movie. That I was more worried about the food in here <laughs> than anything else. I mean, wouldn't you? This movie was a slog. <sighs> it only gets worse. So while she's chilling in the police station by herself, flicking her bean, fucking, it cuts <laughs> to Dewey driving, and he gets a phone call from Sydney, where Sydney says, "Hey, I'm actually going to be going to John Milton's house because he said he wanted to talk to me a little bit more about my mother." And I figured it's a really good idea. Don't worry. I have Detective Kincaid with me. So I'm fine. Can't wait for you guys to show up. It's yeah. going to be a hell of a time. Dewey is just like, yeah, okay. That sounds really good. Not, like, let's not go. Not a good idea, but okay. So then they, cool. they go to the mansion. They go to the mansion. And now this is pretty much the final act this of the, the movie. The final set piece. Which, as you can see, how it jumped around from different set to different set. And like how it was just really it was just rough. <laughs> not good so i'm gonna gloss over some of this but like we'll hold off like the last final scene yeah so basically it's roman's birthday they're in this beautiful mansion which actually i believe your little fun fact here is that the mansion happened to be the same filming location as halloween 7 h2o h2o yes which i thought was really cool yeah and kind of and now thinking about it, it looks a little bit 
familiar it actually does head. yeah it, watching it the second time it was like oh yeah that actually kind of kind of fits very pretty love that house it's, it's such a pretty fucking house too it's roman's birthday there's literally four people there mm-hmm. it's, it's roman or ricky is the character who's supposed to be randy angelina is there because you know everybody else is dead from the shoot <laughs> everyone else is dead <laughs> There's not really many people that can go. <laughs> and then you and find then Gail and Dewey show up. Gail Dewey and, and Parker, Parker Posey. Posey show up. Yeah. So now it's that. And Roman makes... Roman's like drunk. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go explore the house. There's a secret screaming room yeah. that we should all check out. That we should all find. So it's like, oh, let's all split, split up. up. And they're Sexy like, no, don't up. split up. But yeah. then they still pair off and split up, which is, you know, very scooby-doo of them. So pretty much... Gail and Dewey wait in the lobby or I guess the the parlor room or whatever (laughs) room on the first floor waiting for Sydney to show up. And then everybody else goes their separate ways. Well, Roman and Parker go. They go together. Together, yeah. And Angelina and Ricky. I forgot what his real fucking name is. I feel bad. But they go. Tyson. That's I'm sorry. Tyson. They go into their own separate thing. And you kind of find out like they all kind of get split up in a weird way and blah, blah, blah. blah. Roman and Parker Posey goes to the basement. downstairs. Roman goes to the casket looks in it and then it cuts to gail and dewey yes and then that's when gail and dewey decide to like they're split like hey up. we're sydney no first they're like hey we're sydney yeah. let's let's call her number back like use the, the oh. call back and send yeah and then uh, so dewey calls the number that was called and then oh my god the phone starts ringing from the closet what i know so they check the closet and so just sitting right there prominent it's like a knife the knife the costume the voice modulator and then the costume it's like oh wow you didn't try at all no they didn't hide it at all so they're like oh fuck balls they're in the house <laughs> we gotta get everybody out of this house there's a kill in their house let's split up so they immediately split up so that's when gail goes that's down into gail the basement down. finds roman dead she's like oh my god and then parker posey is like behind her is like oh my god he's really dead like ah so and now- then it's episode two of my two gales. They're like, oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, so then the two gales are running to go meet everybody else, and then ultimately they run into Angelina, yeah. and then you find and they're out, like, get out of here, we gotta go. Angelina is like. You know what? Fuck you guys. I don't want to die here with some two-bit fucking celebrities like you motherfuckers. Yeah, I didn't mean I to didn't fuck, fuck that, that pig John yeah. Milton just for this fucking role and to die here with you sorry ass motherfuckers. Yeah. So she fucking fuck you. jets and immediately gets killed. <laughs> right when she stops saying that line, she gets fucking stabbed. Which again shows that Hollywood is just filled with all disgusting shit. Garbage. But we all knew that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so that's when the two gales are like, ah! They scream comically run to Dewey and Dewey, Dewey's with Tyson. Just Tyson because Angelina disappeared. Yes. Then they all meet in the same room. Yes. And then the killer comes at them. And then fucks all of them up. Like Completely. he fucks all of yeah. them up. Like he's like slices Tyson's Dewey. a young dude and he's like, you yeah. know, he looks tough. Yeah. Nope. He, well, he gets stabbed like instantly. Oh, yeah. He gets fucking gut stabbed. True. Then Gail is throwing lamps and shit at him yeah. and then I don't know, they all just get their fucking ass kicked. Whooped. Tyson gets stabbed and runs away so the killer goes after Tyson <laughs> and then Tyson it's like limping down this fucking corridor and the killer fucking rips this rug out but he rips this long ass rug so hard he, he like, like does this super backflip and lands on his fucking neck he did a triple axle and oh then God. broke his neck almost <laughs> <laughs> And then he picks him up like a rag doll. Yeah. He throws fucking, him out the fucking window. He fucking sees these pizzas him out the window. And she's like, <sighs> whoop. And just like, whoop. Out it's the so window. Sad. Gone. It's so Dead. sad. And it's like, oh. And he just like, thud. <laughs> I was like, how, how did that happen? Like, how did that happen? Really? I don't get it. Just fucking one pawed him up. Just Parker Posey gets separated. Yeah. And she winds up going into these tunnels. Yeah. She finds some like back tunnel action. 
And then that's when the killer meets her on the staircase, and now she's running away. She's running away, and she gets stuck up the uh, these two-way mirrors <laughs> which is really creepy because i guess in his bedroom he had a bunch of two-way mirrors yeah. which just i guess just showed how much of john milton just was a complete an- fucking pervert <laughs> just like enhances the creepiness i know i was just like, like ew it's not even just one mirror every single mirror is completely <laughs> oh my it must have been a guest room yeah that's the only thing that makes sense to me it must have been a guest room because yeah, it didn't look sense. too nice to it be wasn't the master right because it wasn't big enough no that's that's creepy yeah. So in this little sex dungeon house or whatever, she ultimately says to the killer before getting killed, like, you can't kill me. I'm the killer. Yeah. Which I guess in one of the scripts, Gail Weathers Gail is supposed to be, be the, the murderer, killer. which I thought was kind which of interesting. Yeah. And then Dewey, I guess, realizing that the mirrors were shaking because it's supposed to be soundproof, even though you they, hear her. When you cut back to Dewey <laughs> and Gail, you can hear like brief, like screaming yelling and then you, you just see the pounding so he shoots glass 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 the glass, last panel dead body falls she's out dead. parker pose r.i.p yeah she's dead she's done and then they're like oh my god everyone just got murdered let's split up i know which makes no fucking sense but okay fine whatever <laughs> so they when sh- they're split up dewey's like i'm gonna go find tyson gail's like okay i'm gonna go this way i guess and then immediately <laughs> gets captured gail gets grabbed and then falls down the stairs to with the killer yeah and then another scene where the killer is just sitting there immobilized i think he randomly twitches and just flails for like three seconds which makes which me laugh really that funny. he does that <laughs> <laughs> but she winds up calling dewey and being like yo i'm stuck in the basement you need to come help me she, and he's like how do i know this is really a killer and she's like dumbass just open the fucking door <laughs> he opens the door and that's when the killer kind of like springs to life and is about to like kill gail Webb and then he i think tries dewey at the top of the stairs tries to get off one shot to only find out that he has no bullets mm-hmm. so ghostface and takes his knife and then throws it throws at him it. perfect hit right in his fucking forehead the handle hits, hits him, him in the fucking forehead and he's like no but and like the knife course, was so slow he could have fucking gone out of the way fast enough well it's dewey he just stands know, he he's a dumbass he would have fell down the stairs if he didn't throw he's like knife. one of those dumb dogs that you're just, just like you hit it in the face or with like a frisbee or something and it just like sits it just goes like uh. it's just sitting there with like tongue hanging out <laughs> side mouth and you're just like you're like oh buddy come here like, god you're precious <laughs> you're too precious for this world come here <laughs> that's what dewey is dewey falls down the stairs just falls down the stairs gail collapses over dewey like my husband no my man or whatever <laughs> she doesn't say anything <laughs> and then he's just like all right that's it cut and to sid cut to sid she's back in the police station she's bored at this point because kincaid has not come back it's like six hours ago she finds a file a very thick file of everything about like all Luke, about Sidney prescott everything about her everything like so there was it, like so many newspaper clippings like every, an actual fucking like photos baby of her pictures too when which she was, was like weird. When pictures when yeah. she was younger it's like where did he get this i don't know now, i think that was another like oh maybe he's a killer he's yes. been following her whole life all that kind of deal but very suspicious yeah sketch town but yes. then of course she gets a phone call which is, it sounds like her voice and she's yeah. thinking like oh it's just obviously a technical difficulty but it's not it's the killer it's the killer because the killer's like i hear you loud and clear <laughs> so the killer which i don't get this the killer is just like hey if i don't want to kill your friends just come to me so we can finish this off i'll let your friends go just come to me and she's like Ugh, fine and then she's like oh where do i gotta go and he's like well i'll call you when you're on your way which, which doesn't is, even make any sense which is our favorite line so it's like just start driving Excuse somewhere me? and i'll get back to you in a sec yeah right so what if she's going the opposite direction for like fucking 20 minutes like turn around anyway she gets i guess this map quest to, <laughs> fucking directions but before she she actually leaves she does find a gun in kincaid's desk yeah, and ultimately a little derringer takes a little guy. takes it with her 
Plus, she also eyes a bulletproof jacket, and you, you don't know if she's going to put it on, but yeah. she's just like, maybe I should wear she, it. She uh, side-eyes it really quick. I'm and then, Sydney Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> then she steals his car. Which he, you know, for a detective, he drives a shit mobile. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the shittiest car ever. I was like, oh, I'm glad. Well, I'm the- actually surprised that he even made it up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, the star of the movie isn't his car. <laughs> I mean, true, but it I was also like, wasn't oh. Sydney in this movie. No, no, it wasn't, because she was only there for 20 days. Secret. Secret. <laughs> she's got paid and all that Cheetos and Smarties that she was eating. <laughs> she punched off the fucking table. Oh, God. So she then gets to the house. Which this is actually made me laugh is that she sees Tyson dead and the next body. to Tyson is a metal detector. And she gets a phone call. She screams like, huh! and the killer's like, hey, take that metal detector and wand yourself. <laughs> which sounds like really sexy. Like, wand yourself, bitch. Wand yourself right now. Slowly. So she does. It goes over her chest. She has, obviously, her necklace mm-hmm. that goes off. And then, of course, the gun goes off. So yeah. it's like, take the gun, throw it in, throw the, pool. in the pool. She's like, ugh, fine. She takes the gun and throws it in the pool. She's goes, like, how do I know they're oh, yeah. okay? He's like, Killer look says, inside. They're right inside. And they're just in a chair directly in the front of the door, which you probably would have seen walking up. Yeah. But I guess details. Indiana Jones style, though, like Last Crusade, both of them are like tied to chairs, not facing each other, just mm-hmm. looking defeated. Just looking down. I was like, okay. She so, goes in, starts trying to untie them, and Dewey's like, behind you. Like, there's Ghostface. And, and then this time she has another she, gun. Well, she he get, he pushes her down. Yeah. And then she's like, ha ha. I and got this bitch. Fucking caps him five times. Yep. I counted. Yeah. Five shots. Hits him every time. Yeah. She's good. Falls down. Yeah. She has four confirmed kills. I know. She's amazing. I know. She's a fucking all star. She works for Black Ops, actually. I don't know. She's gonna she's gonna do the Men in Black program and Scream Five. <laughs> I fucking wish. No, like best I the fucking best wish. Best, uh, oh, God. With honors. Um, <laughs> That's right. With honors. With honors. She's uh, <laughs> but she, fucking body is on the ground. Shot him five times. Goes right back to Dewey. That's what fucking I don't idiot. understand. She's killed. So many people that have come up again. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you just fucking go, go over, to him, shoot pop him, him in the face, face or pop done. him in his leg or something? No, to just him. shoot him in the face. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, though, Dub- like, just something to fucking... Double tap. Double tap. Because fucking Whatever. Mickey jumped up again for the final scare. Debbie salted. <laughs> fucking Bailey Loomis, Bailey Loomis did. Gotta, you had to shoot everyone in the head Stu after did. being attacked. Yeah, everybody did. Just... Do it again, you idiot. Of course, that didn't happen. Of course, it didn't happen. So when she looked back, he was gone. The oh killer was gone. And then guess who shows up? Kincaid is like, hey, what's going on? Remember, I'm in this movie. I know, which, which is actually kind of weird. They actually forgot to uh, include him. Oh, really? They like mod the script and like re-add his character back in because he just disappeared. And apparently he wasn't in the final scene like he was here. Oh, that's funny. They had re-edited him. They're like, hey, he didn't show up until after he left her in the station he wouldn't come back. See, that's funny because like he doesn't tell her what he's doing or whatever. He just leaves. And then it almost insinuates that he is the killer. That he is, yeah. Because he comes in and he looks very like he looks Billy Loomis esque. Yeah. He kind of gives her the face of like He's giving her like, hey, hey. hey I can kill people. Boyfriend then, killer. <laughs> boyfriend killer. Boyfriend, boyfriend killer. killer. And then he's just like, Hey, Miss Prescott, I would never hurt you. He puts his gun away. He's like, guys. I got this. Everything's alright. Just put your fucking gun down. And then she's like, ah, 
fucking great. And then that's when Ghostface pops up again. And he like jumps in the way of the knife and pushes her skull yes. into the arm of the chair. Which is hilarious. Which is like, yeah. Which that is. fucking hurts. And then he gets beat up by Ghostface. I know. Thrown into the fireplace. I know. Breaks his fucking nose. Oh my god, does he? She finally gets up. She has uh, she has her gun. She shoots off one shot. Doesn't hit him. And realizing that she has no bullets, she just says, come and get me, motherfucker. And then immediately <laughs> goes to a locked door. Yeah, just like, ah! <laughs> and then my favorite is uh, Ghostface goes to stab, punches right through the window, and kind of like out. half falls through it. <laughs> oh, quality. She then runs into a study, finding out that in the study there was one bookshelf that was like an imaginary she saw, bookshelf. She saw light underneath, like immediately. She Immedi- runs in, immediately. And yes. She runs in and she's like, oh no, secret passages that she didn't know about. Yeah. She doesn't know about secret passages. And yes. she's like, oh, there's a secret passage here. Cool. Here I am. <laughs> she winds up going downstairs and coming into a screening room where in the the screaming room they're playing this really weird like voyeur film Mm -hmm. of maureen prescott of her showing her having affairs showing her combing her hair at night yeah very like halloween style almost and it was like really strange but like okay cool like this is what's going on and then out of the corner in like a fucking flash you have the body bag that was from the movie set Mm -hmm. and you hear like the mother's voice it's like sydney come to mother like very weird weird she says like who are you like what are you doing like what is all of this and he just got like he just takes, takes off the off. white ghost off face. thing it's ghost face ghost face then removes his mask and it happens to be <gasps> Roman! Oh my god, the director. And she just looks confused. She's that's my like, favorite that's part. That's the best part. It's just like, like, who the, the fuck, fuck are is you? This? And you find out a little bit more about Roman. Four years ago, started Four looking ago. for an actress named Rena Reynolds because Rena Reynolds birthed him, gave him up for adoption, and he wanted to find out why, what happened. He wants his mama. When he finally found his mama, she turned her back on him. She said, Rena Reynolds is dead. You get out of this town of Woodsboro. You go now. You get. You get out of here. I don't know why the accent's (laughs) happening, but it's fine. You get. You get home. You get home, little doggy. You go. And so he became a little obsessed. A little? He decided to make his own home movie of Mother. Mother. Who rejected him. And that's when he found out that, you know, basically she was getting around town. She was being a little slutty, being a little loose, mm-hmm. fucking everybody. Even though it was only two confirmed romances, mm-hmm. but whatever. It's fine. But when he found out when she was having sex with Billy Loomis's father, he then took that footage, gave it to Billy Loomis. Billy. And then ultimately he directed. He directed. <sighs> which is so fucking, oh my so God. So stupid. Directed Billy to ultimately rape and murder Maureen Prescott mm-hmm. with Stu. And then kill, try to kill Sydney. Try to kill Sydney. And but kill all the friend group. Kill the friend group as well as having a fall guy like Stu. Stu yeah. was ultimately going to go down anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And then Billy was just going to get off scot-free. Like, that was the whole plan of it. Of course, that did not happen. That's because why we're of, in Scream 3. Because of monologuing. Yes, because all these motherfuckers monologue, love, and that's the problem. Love monologuing. So, Speaking of monologuing. It's literally happening right now. Yes. That's all it is. (laughs) And then you find out that, you know, I'm your brother and fucking basically. You have everything I I should have. I was abandoned. (laughs) And she was like, go fuck yourself, you baby. (laughs) I know, which actually made me laugh. I'm going to show you the man that really ruined our mother to Mm -hmm. make her the way that she was. And he brings out John Milton, who was like bound and gagged. He was saying like, oh, basically this man... (laughs) 
had mom get fucked three ways from Sunday by all these men. And now look at her. She's fucking dead or whatever. After that day, she was ruined or whatever. She, after that day, she was ruined. He's the reason to blame. He takes a piece of tape off of Milton's mouth and he's just like, I'll give you whatever you want. Uh, if you want a three-picture deal, you want script approval, final, final cut. cut. He's like, I have my final cut. And then cuts his throat. Oh my God, it was so dramatic. Oh so that's when Sydney is kind of like, you're an asshole. Like, what is wrong with you? bro. You're being and he's a like, dick. You're you're the one that's gonna go crazy. You come back, kill everyone that ruined yeah. your mom. You kill all your friends, and who's left? Me. And I get to star as the final person, final. and everybody loves me. <laughs> that's the whole thing, which is so stupid. It's so stupid. And she she was literally like, "Go fuck yourself, grow the fuck up." I love that. Get over it. That was probably and, the most realistic thing. And ever. they both literally just say "fuck you" to each other and just start punching each other in the face that was the one thing i looked at alex and i said this is the the, the most brother sister fight i've ever seen like this is a true brother sister fight yeah. where they just they're rolling over furniture like, go, go fuck, fuck yourself, yourself. <laughs> throwing some punches <laughs> fucking letting each other have it he yokes her up yeah he fucks her up pretty good <laughs> and then uh, dewey somehow ex- like gnaws through his little <laughs> fuck i don't even know he like just gnaws through his little rat that he is <laughs> <laughs> Finally he's gets, a fucking leech. He finally- <laughs> <laughs> Nostro his little arm things and he breaks free, gets Gale out. And they're trying desperately to get to the secret sexy filming room. Yeah. And-, and Which is not soundproof because you hear everything they're doing. Like, no, try this. Go over here. <laughs> Oh wait, try this one. And you're just so banging loud. and chair moving. And you're just like, this is supposed to be a silent, like private sex room. So he then realizes, you know what, what we're going to do, we're going to cop the power. So apparently there were these antique tweezers right next to the light socket, which I don't understand. How did like, he not electrocute himself? And, well, that's one. Two, the tweezers might have well said, hey, use this in the socket. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so perfect. <laughs> Come on. He shoves it in the sockets, the lights go out or whatever. And then Roman is just like, what? And the then steel doors unlocked he's like fuck and then he just like leaves sydney yeah. to be on the ground and then goes into the corner to hide because kincaid comes in kincaid with his little like, gun with his baby gun and he's like hey, hey i'm gonna sydney. put my gun first yes but not pointing forward pointing up and then so i'm gonna weird so stupid yeah like he's a fucking homicide detective he's, you would think he knows how to ha- think like he hold do, a gun he would do something or like, like kick the fucking door he open. would know how to like breach and enter a fucking room yeah. in a situation like that where he kicked the door or, like, push it open and be, like, ready for it. But he's not. No, he's, he's not. Gun up. He might as well have had, like, an ice cream pop. And he's like, hey, guys, is everyone okay? I have ice cream. He you has wanna, a banana, like a trick banana gun. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pez. <laughs> I got banana flavor. You want one? It's Darth Vader. Um, and then he gets fucked up instantly. Yeah. And then uh, Roman looks down, doesn't have his knife. Cindy's like, you lose something? And he's like, found something. Grabs fucking Kincaid's gun. Shoots her. I know. It's so dramatic music. And she's like, oh. Oh. He then stands over her, shoots her in the chest. Shoots her chest. Like, and she's dead. And then rolls over. And, and then you like, hear Dewey and Gail just being like, ah, like if don't you, hurt her. If you hurt her, I'll kill you. Wait, move this thing. How about this one? Oh, it was so oh ridiculous. Was so stupid. Ugh, I can't. But then he's just like, ugh, whatever. He rolls his eyes, looks down to be at Sydney's body. Now, Sydney. Sydney's gone. Oh my god, where did Sydney go? Where'd she go? I don't know. How'd you shot her? He is now like rummaging around in the dark, just like <laughs> he's moving over furniture that's obviously way too small for her to be hiding under. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like a small end table, and he's like, ah! <laughs> Where are you, bitch? It's like bitch, where are you? Bitch. <laughs> it's like playing hide and seek with a kid, where it's like they're hiding in like under a thing where you clearly see them from across the yes. room, and you have to be like, I don't see you. I was so stupid. And then she winds up taking a cell phone calls him yeah he's just about to call her 
but she beats him to it, calls him a second before, and he's like, <gasps> she knows how to call me? He's like, hello? hello? And then he, she reaches up, she, I guess, jumps up from behind him, stabs him with a little twice, ice pick. With an ice pick. Right in the back of the fucking neck. Yeah, or the, that's a, that's or a fucking back or whatever. That's a good spot. So obviously. Um, he goes down. Yeah, he goes down. She then goes next to him and she sits on the floor with him and he's just like, I, but I shot you. And she like lifts up her shirt and was like, we obviously think alike because I also I have also a bulletproof vest on. We're obviously related. <laughs> Not that it's common that's sense. Fucking logic because she's been through this so many times fucking already. stupid and then they just hold hands no no she fucking oh. does the final final oh, yeah. down she stabs him in the chest Stab and then three he was stabbed three times Whoa. Oh. and then they hold hands and then they hold hands while he bleeds out and it's like no oh. it's like this is fucking stupid this is weird this is weird I like i this. just discovered you 20 minutes ago and now and i have to kill you, you killed all these people tried to kill me again and then we're, <sighs> right. we're family it would have been you. an interesting thanksgiving that's all i'm gonna say why everyone's dead that's what I'm saying. It's an you buy yourself eating all the stuffing. Yes. <laughs> Until they ultimately just try to kill each other, but they eat too much turkey and fall asleep. It's like you're next, but <laughs> it's it's right. It's like you're next, but not quite. Yeah, Thanksgiving. So that's when Dewey, Dewey and, and Gail finally, finally break in. Fucking finally make it over there. Fucking by idiots. going around the other way. There's a hallway over here. <laughs> oh my god. And they're like, wait a second, why is Roman on the like, floor? Roman? It's like Roman's actually my brother. Long my story. Oh, okay. And then she gets up, and that's when Roman jumps up. Jumps up. And Dewey is literally fucking shooting him. Dewey shoots him, I think, 13 or 14 times. In the fucking chest. In the chest. And then they're like, shoot him in the head. Yeah, Sydney scream. It's like, shoot him in the head. And he's like, wow. Oh. And then caps and just was like this, bam, best shot ever from Dewey. Yeah, finally. Caps him in the face. And he's down and that's it. And they're like, oh, man, this is crazy. Cuts to. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> cuts to literally like maybe like two days later. And now they're at Sydney's ranch, ranch home. It's like basically Redrummond's house. Here's what's happening on the ranch. <laughs> and you see it opens up to With both Gail and, Gail and Dale. Gail and Dale. <laughs> Gail and Dewey. Dale and Gooey. How did you like Dale and Gooey? <laughs> <laughs> so Dale and Gooey. Dale and Gooey. And Gooey says to Dale, you know what? Son oh, Dewey, no. Son, you book. <laughs> Dewey says to Gail, no, wait. <laughs> Gooey oh. says to Dale, Gooey. <laughs> Gooey says to Dale, hey, here's your Woodsboro book. I would love for you to sign it. Mm-hmm. She opens the book up, realizes it's a hollowed book because all that's in there is like a little a wedding, wedding ring. ring. And she's like, oh my God, what? And he's just like, listen, and I know Dale people. Dale like, I love you. Yeah. He's like, I know people say that like we're crazy and we're really not meant to be. But you know what? We've survived three different murders at this <laughs> point. Let's try to make this work. And she's like, okay. I love you, Gooey. <laughs> I love you too, Dale. <laughs> so then uh, they're engaged. Congrats. So now you have Sydney Prescott. Now Sydney's uh, coming giant back from her walk. Walk with the dog. There's a prince. She leaves her gates the open. Huge gates open. Just no be longer like, locked. Freedom. Goes me. Walk into her house. Kincaid's at, there. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're gonna watch a movie. And I love when like, she's like, what kind? What kind of, and he's like, you'll see. It's like, Which what is the fuck? Just I happened? know. I was like, that's even scarier. Hey, Dick, tell me what kind of movie we're watching. <laughs> Why do that? She looks at the uh, security system and it's like, hm, not today. No. And then she walks the like five feet into her five house. Steps, the door blows open and she looks at it and goes, hmm. I'm, I'm going to leave this open. And then goes and watches a movie. Like, First oh, of all, the amount of bugs that might come in. Bitch, oh. you're in the woods. Yeah. Fucking coyotes. That's how you get raccoons. Exactly. Some coyotes. 
Like, what is wrong with you? Fucking you need to, bears, bro? You need to protect Cherokee at all costs, and all you're costs. being a monstrous bitch that does not know how to, obviously, uh, own a pet. Yeah. Like, you're being an asshole. Cherokee's a prince, and just because you be killed like, like one. Just because you found out you had a brother, and he literally died two minutes later, now you like, all bets are off, like, I enjoy freedom. Fuck you. But no, honestly, the whole scene is supposed to symbolize, if we're going to get oh, all shit. fucking Andy Rooney here, it's supposed to symbolize the fact that now she is free and she doesn't have to keep up this wall, this barrier, because she's literally killed everybody in her bloodline. <laughs> Anybody that's associated with this fucking murder, they're all dead thanks to her and Quick Draw McGraw, Gooey, they're all good. <laughs> Great job, Gooey. <laughs> <laughs> goo drop <laughs> fucking goo drop oh my god and that's pretty much how that's it ends three. so what, what do you think about this movie overall i think it's awful it's garbage it's garbage and i think the more that i talk about it, the more that i see like the flaws the, the plot holes the just, things that don't make sense like my biggest thing is that it really like one it's not good no and it ruins two, i think the first it two ruins the now. timeline it yeah. really does it adds a bunch of stuff that like you're like oh i get it but then when you really think about it you're like well yeah, it doesn't fucking make sense stupid why would you do that like what uh okay number four i'm excited for number four because i've seen four and i liked it but i i, I haven't i don't remember I've much only of seen it. it once so i don't remember shit i just remember the key parts that make me giggle yeah well, of course the finale is great okay <laughs> <laughs> which we'll get to next episode oh, but yeah. I I don't like this movie. I don't like this movie. I don't recommend it. I I think it's the weakest out of the whole Easily. series. Like even like the the cold opens the weakest. It just the Everything. kills were so fast and like meaningless. Yeah. It, I don't know. You didn't care about any of the characters like you kind of did in the first one. Yes. It. I don't know. It just it, was it just wasn't fucking shitty. It wasn't as funny or like. <laughs> oh, that's because uh, that's because Randy wasn't in it. Well, no, but I mean, like, it wasn't so. Like, number two was bad, but funny bad. Yeah. At least, like, it made me two laugh. had some like cheese. Yeah. To it, this was just like over the top Hollywood blockbuster bullshit of Hollywood like, blowjobs. Like, this fucking is fucking bullshit. This is how we're gonna end it. This is how it makes sense. And to me, it just doesn't. And this is the end of the series. That's what I'm saying. Like, they weren't it gonna do four. No, this was a trilogy that's it. it this was a very weak ending very. in that regard so I, personally i just think it was it should have never been made and if i no, never I see think, this movie again it would be too soon oh my god i think <laughs> so. well because williamson did, did not write this movie and it shows he wrote the script <laughs> and then they hired a different writer because he was busy with something else and that, that writer disregarded all of it yeah you, you could tell yeah because it 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 was just fucking weak all over. Weak, yeah. Weak, I didn't, weak, weak. I didn't care for it. It was not good. Do we um, have any fun facts? We do have some fun facts. Not, lay it on uh, me. Nev Campbell was shooting Drowning Mona and Party of Five. Oh, Drowning Mona. That's what it was. Which is really funny because nobody talks about that movie ever. Yeah. Mm. And the wig required two hours of advocation each morning. Really? Yeah. It was that quick? For the 20 days that she was fucking on set. Jesus Christ. You hear that piglet? So weird. All right. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy never appeared on any of the movie posters. <laughs> As he should oh, Fucking <laughs> idiot. I'm kidding. Uh, Scott Foley's feature film debut. And he didn't do that bad. You know what? I will say, okay, two things for him. I feel bad that he was in this movie because he actually did a really good job. I think out of all the acting, he was probably the best. Yeah. He played like a weenie director yes. pretty well. And so unlike the other two movies where it was very blatant who the killer was. <laughs> like very blatant because they would just be like, you didn't kill nobody. Not to say that I said that you did kill anybody. Like it was just but very you didn't. obvious. Look at the camera helper style. Yeah. Everybody in one and two did that. Yeah. This one, it was like, oh. You're like, really? And then you're that's, like, that's oh, like, you're a brother. You okay. find out when Sydney finds out. And you're like, really? 
at yeah. the same time she said really. Yes. So I think that was on purpose, which is probably the only good thing they did in this movie. Yes. Was keep the killer secret. I agree. End of list. I, I think <laughs> that he did a really good job for the cards that he was dealt. I agree. Yeah. I think he did <laughs> so fine. Oh, he, he did was fine. fine in this movie. Yeah. No, I liked him. Yeah. I just feel bad that this was his first role. You gotta get started it's somewhere. It's really shitty. Uh, alternate for Bianca, who was Carrie Fisher. Jamie Lee Curtis. That would have been funny. Which would have been pretty funny. Actually, I think I would have preferred her. Don't hate on Carrie Fisher. No, I love Carrie, but I think just in terms of like horror movies, you know what I mean? Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, there was like such a, they mentioned her so much in the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then Randy wouldn't have been alive to be like, oh, you look like Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Sorry. Matthew Lillard said that he was originally going to be the killer, that he survived, went to jail, and was influencing people from prison. That was Kevin Williamson's original script. Yeah. They turned that into The, the Following, following. Yeah. which is a, was a show on Fox that the first episode was good. Yes. And love the first episode. The rest of the show was, was terrible. Was so unbearable. It was 2013. Yes. That's what it came out. And that, like, we have a, a friend that is very well versed into, like, the scream lore. The scream verse, if you will. And he, that was the one thing that he just kept saying, like, Haha, you know that, right? Like, you mentioned that the following was actually supposed to be really yeah. what Scream 3 was. So it's was. like a culty scream kills, like, shit like that. That would have been which is pretty cool. Amazing. Which, the way they did the following, it was like, okay, he was very influential and he made people kill people. Right. Which would have been cool under the, the whole mask of Scream. Yeah, I think that would have worked. Oh, That would have been, been a great TV show. Yeah. If it was like on Done HBO. Right. Yeah. I think on Fox they had their limitations and it just looked really, it, it, it wasn't that good. It, that, no. It, the biggest thing with the following was like, the first episode like made sense. It was logical. Yeah. But then got worse. all these things were so like unrealistic, perfect timing. It was like nonstop that. Like it, yeah. it was like Sherlock Holmes, everything's perfect, the end. Yeah. It was just so bullshit. Mm-hmm. That was garbage. Yeah. So we stopped watching it immediately. And I remember your mom was like, it's so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only film in the franchise, not written by Kevin Williamson. Sad face. Again, shows. Miramax was so concerned about protecting the plot that no journalists were allowed to see it until two days before it opened. That's sad. At one point, Wallace, snarky cop, was going to be a killer. That would have been interesting. Which would have been interesting because he was very on and off. Yeah. He was just like here, snark, and then there. Yeah. That's it. Tom was the Dewey. Yes. Alternates for him, Paul Walker, <laughs> Josh Hartnett. That would have been good. And James Vanderbeek. Oh, that would have been funny. That would have been funny, right? That would have been really funny. I think Vanderbeek would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah. They weren't sure if they were going to kill Kincaid. He was, oh. like a, he was like a 50-50. They were going to keep him or kill him at that end scene. Oh, that's interesting. Once they remembered to add him back in, of course. That's really funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Alternate for Parker Posey was Taya Leone. Interesting. Which, I mean... Parker Posey kind of killed her. Yeah, I think Parker Posey was the best. She definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> Alternates for Angelina. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone, Claire Danes, Allison Hannigan, Eliza Dushku. So that's so funny that those were the alternate people, but they wound up going with like all these like kind of. Yeah. The lessers. Yeah. Huh. Sarah Darling was alternates for Sarah, Jenny McCarthy. Tara Reed. That would have been great. Allie Larder. Ooh, Tara Reed would have been Tara the Reed best. Been oh, I wish Tara Reed was in it. Yeah. She's so much more believable as that character. I know. Well, even like the early phase of Tara Reed where like she wasn't like a dumpster fire of a human. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember her E? She had an E Hollywood or E show? The, uh, the t- <laughs> e Hollywood show. E Hollywood. The E show? Wouldn't she just get like fucked up somewhere? Yeah, she would just literally get fucked up. She'd be like, Tyree does the man. No, like, Tyree parties around the world, everybody. And she would just get fucked up. She would get so fucked She'd up. She'd get fucked up, finger bang. Uh, She'd be like, I love fucking Brazil. And you're like, what are you? You're, you're like, in this is, Florida. This is a show. <laughs> 
You're in Miami. <laughs> I love Brazil. Costa Rica's the best. <laughs> like you're in Canada. What are you doing? Like, like you're you in your house. <laughs> Can you just say I love tarot? <laughs> Sorry. That's my tarot read in person. Um A plus Sharknado. Okay. Uh I give this one two paws way down. Two way thumbs down. way down. Fuck this Fox movie. I hate it. Honestly, you can skip this movie. Don't even. Just to get don't even fucking it's not a part of the trilogy. Number four I rather number four is more of a part of the trilogy than number three. Yeah. Well watch three so this makes sense, but then be like, I'm never watching this again. Yeah. This is just awful. Don't rewatch this. Okay, and that's screen three. Yeah, fuck this movie. Holy shit, amazing, right? Oh god. I know. More cotton weary is needed. Spin off show Cotton Weary. Honestly, the two things that I want from it is more Cotton Weary mm-hmm. and even I'll take some of the shitty Gale show. I'll take the Gale show. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some shitty Gale. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. At Board Pod. Tweet us. Love us. Fuck us. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to cut it after that. All right. Bye, kids. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Stay safe.